welcome to Select Appearing's Roundtable Podcast. This is episode 48, Eyes One Oniric Theater Online Concert Review. It's been a while, guys, so we're going to talk about uh, the online concert that was last week of this recording. Let's go through some introductions. Greg, how you been, man? Ah, working like a dog. <laughs> so much work. Working from home is fantastic, actually. <laughs> what are you drinking tonight? I'm going to disappoint you, Alan. I am drinking juice. Juice? Non-alcoholic juice. Juice? Are we yes, talking like juice. orange juice? Juice, juice, juice. juice. Mango right. juice? <laughs> no, it's uh, fruit punch. Mm. Yeah. Perfect, perfect. Uh, anything that you've been working on lately? Before this podcast started recording, I was actually finishing up my remix of Lovelies. So I was, I was just doing the mastering and mixing. So I'll nice. be posting it in the, I'll probably be posting it in the next couple of hours. I know you posted an update. What is your most popular mix at the moment? Oh, yeah, everyone loves the disco, yes. JYP. <laughs> For some <laughs> reason, peeps love JYP. Well, yeah, but yeah. soon be as well, so. I- I'm thinking it's the power of JYP. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> All right, and today we have a special guest. Uh, Ping, how you doing, man? Hey, Alan, how are you? Doing all right. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate you inviting me on the show. And uh, I'm looking forward to dropping my knowledge on your listeners. Ping and Greg and I were at uh, KCON last year. It was almost a little bit over a year ago. So, Actually, the last time that we had met was uh, at KCON last year. So it's been a little while. Ping is the guy that I talk to when I need my k-pop knowledge to be expanded on and so he's been like my sensei ever since so i do appreciate you coming on here what are you drinking tonight man so tonight you know in the spirit of the show i wanted to grab an alcoholic beverage and what greater alcoholic beverage than the fabled white claw so i'm drinking a white claw i'm on my second what flavor of white claw first i had mango and now i am on watermelon oh okay i can't i can't knock that Anything you'd like to pimp out or promote yet? Yeah, sure. So first of all, to the listeners, probably they are not aware of who I am. I have been a listener of K-pop for over 20 years. And uh, recently, I've started a YouTube called LST K-pop. And I'm slowly working on that. It's a little bit difficult to manage that alongside my full-time job. Doing a YouTube by yourself is kind of like doing three jobs by yourself with the writing, the research and the editing, plus the recording. So uh, it's a little bit difficult, but uh, I'm trying to get more consistent with that. Um, My full time job is actually I work in the outdoor advertising industry, which is related to like billboard advertising. And most recently, I did a campaign with uh, CL of the leader of 21. And uh, that was a really cool campaign that we did in Times Square. So that was really cool. Um, Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Heavily involved in the K-pop industry as far as as far as I can try to be, uh, trying to get deeper and deeper, you know, where I can. Also, like as a hobby, I do photography. You can check out my Instagram and my Twitter. It's uh, underscore Ellis Tan. That's E-L-L-I-S-T-A-N. Perfect, perfect. So we we are now legit, Greg. <laughs> We're now legit. So we are. Well, okay, cool. Sort of. <laughs> I'm not legit yet, so. 
maybe one day it's all good we we appreciate your knowledge and all the work that you've been doing so uh welcome welcome on board to this podcast thank you and that leaves me i'm alan aka takea ray i'm enjoying quote-unquote retirement thanks a lot uh corona i haven't been doing much other than gaining more knowledge with music that i've been listening to uh more specifically around k-pop i always ask ping or the guys on the truly daybok discord thanks guys they always keep me invested into other artists that i never listen to so there's always something new to listen to so i'm glad i've been able to reach out uh, what am I drinking? I am drinking Kikori whiskey. It's a Japanese whiskey. I love this one. I drank it last night and may have had a nice hangover this morning. So I really, really like this. It's a nice slow sipping whiskey for, for those that love to just have a quiet, easy going night. It looks like the Celtics games is over. So time to drink a little bit more, but yay. Is there anything that you would like to promote? I'm enjoying retirement. I got a PS5 pre-order the other night, so that was great. Damn you! Damn you! Wow. <laughs> Damn you! Very. It was only, it was only two hours of pressing the button over and over on Best Buy's website. So you gotta fight those bots. I did, not one. We're victorious. I'm gonna have a PS5. So if anybody wants a PS4 Pro slightly used hit me up <laughs> let's get on with the show by talking about your excitement level for on iric theater on a scale of one to five greg how excited were you for this concert i'd say five that's pretty hype so hype. and and ping yeah so i mean most definitely a five it was probably the concert that i was looking forward to the most uh, as far as online concerts go i'm a little disappointed that I couldn't see them again this year but you know i'm gonna take what i can get and uh, just enjoy the remaining time that we have right so but by the way like a nyric theater like when a nyric story or a nyric diary came out did you guys know how to pronounce that not at all i used a uh online i guess it reads out the text and what right yeah and it's on iric uh i believe it's an irish dialect or something like that so i've been saying on iric and then the funny thing is <laughs> during the intro of the the concert with the little kid there's the narrator and she says one iric and i'm like mother right yeah and i'm like what the hell? And then Umbi later on is like on Iric. I'm like, okay, no one knows Correct. how to pronunciation. Wait, is no what one... is it? What is it supposed to be? On Iric. On Iric. Not not one Iric or anything like that. On Iric. Didn't Umbi say on Iric? Yeah, but so there was an up? but there was an intro with somebody narrating right, right. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The incorrect pronunciation. You can't take those seriously. I did at the time. I was like, fuck. <laughs> she said one Iric. Uh. I did laugh at that. I, me too. Anyways, uh, my excitement level, I might have been on a two. Really? Yeah, I knew the concert was going to go on, but I had like my attention to other things spread amongst other things that I was excited for. So I haven't been keeping up with Eyes One as much since Secret Story of the Swan came out. I know they had their V lives and everything, and I would catch that every so often. I was just listening to other groups like Weekly. Uh, I've been listening to Weekly. Thanks, Truly Debak. Yukika. Oh, no, credit. no credit for uh, this guy over here. <laughs> you you told me about Yukika, I believe. Rookie of the year. 
weekly. Yeah. <laughs> well, everybody likes weekly. Greg is with Ni- Nizu. Is that how you say JYP's group? It, it's pronounced. Oh, it's Nizu. yeah. It's spelled Nizu, but it's actually pronounced Nizu. Nizu. Need you? Okay. Yeah, I, I thought it was pronounced need you because of the uh, rainbow. Yeah, yeah but uh, they they pronounce it similar to need you for the English speakers. But oh. yeah, it's supposed to be more like the rainbow uh, pronunciation. And then Itzy had their comeback, and not then shy. not shy. Then in the background, Promise Nine has been building up their their comeback. So, lol, my... Promise Nine. <laughs> hey, lol. Uh, what do you mean? Yes, they, they've been YouTubers for the past year, man. <laughs> my, the, my, my influencers, man. Those are my influencers. I go to them. I've been, I've been kind of in the Flover hype for the past month or so. So it just escaped me that Oniric, or Eyes One and Oniric Theater was coming about until uh, Greg reminded me about that. So yeah, my, my scale, I was more of a two. So I think I was a lot easier to please going into the concert speaking of which uh is this your guys first streaming concert greg what about you what was was this your first streaming concert of the year no uh first one was cake contact actually took the week off from work to watch that kind of regret it now since it was mostly talk and not very good concert yeah it was cake contact and then uh, scandal was the one after that and then this ice one one so those are the three that i've watched so far how was uh how was scandals oh scandal was kick-ass yeah, but I'm very biased towards Scandal, so I don't... don't... <laughs> I already have my VIP tickets for uh, next year. Oh, uh, I, I hope that once COVID is over, I can actually go see something live again. Well, it's booked for November of 2021, so I'm a, I'm a year and a half ahead. <laughs> well, I, I'm hoping that's still the case, but you never know, right? But I guess so. Yeah. I'm hoping I can actually go see uh, Scandal live again. It's been a couple of years since I've seen them. And you said uh, Kate Contact, you kind of regret it because it was more more MC stuff and more talking. Uh, but what was like the quality like? Was it still um, great to watch? The actual concerts themselves were fantastic. Like, I guess like if you're going to just narrow it down to the concerts, uh, the stages were condensed, but they did a lot of, a lot of the acts did like their more popular songs or whatever they were promoting at the time. But the video wall of weebs was okay. Um, <laughs> I, I did remember like the that. one with uh, Chi Friend because I really thought that dude was going to take his pants off. Seriously. Dude, is that the one where he pulled the standee out? Yes. Oh, my God. I, I, thought... I seriously thought he was going to like show his dick on the screen. Because <laughs> like, the camera cut funny. away from him, right? So. Oh, yeah. They, he, they were panicking. I yeah, they, they were panicking. panicking. <laughs> we could have an fun. entire show just on K-Contact. It was, uh, it was definitely interesting. Did you also watch a ping? Yeah, for sure. I, I try to pride myself on being in the know in the industry. So I try to keep up with all the, the stuff that's going on. And of course, I watched K-Contact. I watched it multiple times, actually, because they replayed it at least twice a day, I think. So they played it the live once and then two replays after that. I watched it two to three times every day. So oh, yeah, that's right. I just have it on endless loop, <laughs> pretty yeah, much. Yeah, I, I had it on loop, so... And what other concerts have you watched this year? Yeah, so so far I've watched uh, K Contact, obviously the um, Mnet produced concert, which is an online concert. 
Then after that, almost right after that, was the Yoja Idol or the G Idol concert. That was their first solo concert, which was supposed to be a world tour, and that got canceled. So they ended up doing a online concert instead. After so that, upset, so upset. Yeah, they were coming yeah, to Houston. I was I had going for that for LA too. I was mm. going to at least five shows for the Idol concert. So Dang. yeah, Idol is my. You know, if you don't include Eyes One, it's Idol is my favorite fourth gen girl group. So I was ready to go all in. I regret not going all in when Red Velvet came, so I didn't want to make that mistake for uh, Idol. After the Idol concert, it was the Dream concert, Connect D, which was uh, produced by SBS MTV, I believe. And then after that was. I think it was the Eyes One concert. I don't know if I had. Wa- I don't think I watched any other concerts between that and the, the Eyes One. Oh wait, no, I did watch the Twice concert. I, there was a Twice concert in August as well, so I saw that one as well. And I mean, briefly speaking, K Contact, K Contact. It was one of those things where, okay, you pay twenty dollars, you get a week's worth of content. I only needed one of those contents to be. Relevant to me and my interests to make it worth it, and there was enough content there for me to feel like I got my money's worth. But the fact that they didn't release the vods until like two or three weeks after, like I had already lost interest uh, in watching anything related to K Contact after that. The Yoja Idol G Idol concert was amazing, probably up there uh, as one of my favorite online concerts so far this year. After that was the Dream Concert. The Dream Concert was actually superior to Cake Contact in almost every way. If you did not see the Dream Concert, I would highly recommend you take a look at the the show because everything from start to finish. It was a two day concert, very enjoyable, um, really well done. Some of the uh, stages weren't as cool as Cake Contact as far as the production values and the effects that were used. But overall, the show is much much more well done and much, uh, I guess it's more natural feeling and felt more like a concert rather than K-Contact, which felt more of like a show. Um, the Twice concert was pretty terrible. Um, as much as I liked Twice, it was a pretty bad online concert, you know, in my opinion. And uh, yeah, I think after that was Eyes One, right? So we're going to get to that shortly. How was y'all's stream quality when y'all watched those shows? Were they were they good? Did y'all have some issues? I heard things. Um, I actually did watch the G, the, uh, the G Idol concert. I forgot to mention that. Uh, and it did go into porn mode, uh, scrambled porn mode when I was watching it. So yeah, <laughs> that was kind of the, the kids the kids aren't gonna know what scrambled porn is. <laughs> <laughs> It basically went into a scrambled image where you could hear the audio, but you couldn't see the video, basically. Well, actually, I, 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 had, I was struggling to understand that as well. <laughs> but now that you say it, I do, I, I do kind of understand that reference. But yeah, like, yeah. K-Contact and um, the Dream Concert were hosted on YouTube, so there, there were no issues there. But as far as the, the G-Idol Concert, um, there were some issues on their end as far as, I guess, their video stream kind of crapped out. But the audio was still working, so it was kind of weird. Yeah, it was hilarious watching the chat during that when the when the video went all wonky, like people went ballistic. It's like they've never seen that ever happen before. 
it was probably the worst case situation for an online concert to literally have it cut out during some of the most important parts of the show. It actually cut out during one of the VCRs. And Sujin is one of the most popular members. It actually cut out during one of her parts, which was pretty bad. And then during the end, at least it was at the end of the concert where they're kind of wrapping things up. But during the MCs, it was cutting out. During, I think, one of the songs, it was cutting out a little bit. So overall, it was probably the worst online concert viewing experience as far as technically. Um, it was like everything that could have gone wrong went wrong almost. But um, still, as far as the stages went and as far as the production that went right, I still find that the Idol concert was one of my favorites so far this year. I always find that kind of ballsy. I mean, yeah, they're having it online, but they could really do it pre-taped and just show it as opposed to like completely live, a complete live show. All of these concerts, all these online concerts do have pre-recorded segments for sure um, as far as performances go. There's at least one song in every show that has a, a pre-recorded segment it, to allow for either props or uh, outfit changes. So it's understandable, you know, if they have the ability to take advantage of the situation, I mean, all, I'm all for it. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the dangers of doing online concerts is like, you know, you're not going to have a VOD and the stream craps out like what 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 then i still haven't seen the full vcr of uh that idol concert so and i don't think there's any plans to release that concert on uh on physical format at all so yeah they're not like eyes one who said they'll release it on blu-ray but yeah idol said nope no way i will say that the twice concert although i didn't think that it was that great of a concert um as far as it's a concert right so you expect a concert to be like energetic i didn't really feel that from the twice concert but the production value it was hosted on the sm platform i believe it's called beyond live and uh i think i watched it on v live so there was no issues at all and the production quality was very good there and then for me uh this was my first uh streaming concert for oh. the year so I I read some of the bad stuff that had happened. Greg had told me a few things. I I read some of the stuff on Reddit and on on Twitter about some of the issues and stuff. I'd have to go back to like a couple years when they did uh, the AKB Sosenkyo, and that was live on on YouTube and things like that. That was the last quote unquote concert, online concert that I can remember. But as far as this year, as far as K-pop is related. This was my first time, and I I had low expectations just because I know shit can happen with internet connection. I was scrambling because the morning of, my internet went out in our, not subdivision, but this area. Like 3,000 people lost their internet, and I was like, oh shit, and I have a concert tonight. Hopefully they got that back up. And it wasn't until like 9 o'clock that evening that I got internet back and i was like oh my god this would have sucked if i wouldn't wouldn't have been able to watch it plus there was no vod for me to watch it after so this this was gonna suck so i was glad that i was able to to watch it in in the end so i had very low expectations going in i didn't know what to expect to be honest uh i was like okay just entertain me just show me something and hopefully i'll enjoy it and i kind of thought of it like a giant 
V Live. I think Eyes One was using their own type of streaming stuff. So, but uh, this goes into the next question of how did you watch the concert? What was your setup like? So uh, let's start with Ping first. Were you watching on your computer? Were you watching on uh, on your phone? I know there were some people watching on their phones and stuff. Yeah, so I contemplated watching it on my TV, but uh, I, I'm a little lazy, so I just watched it on my computer. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just just that. <laughs> Did you have your Eyes One light stick with you? Of course. Who would it? Uh, okay, good. Uh, Greg, what was Greg? What was your setup like? Uh, so I airplayed from my Mac Mini to my TV, and I was basically sitting in bed with a pair of headphones on, and I was chatting on Discord with you while we were watching the concert. Yes, yes. So uh, I did something similar as well. I airplayed it to, I had an Apple TV connected to a 4K TV. So I airplayed it there, and I had my AirPods Pro blasting the music <laughs> in my ears. Was it at 3 a.m., I think, over here? So... I had my I had my light stick. I had plenty of room to like get up and dance if I needed to, and yeah, it was a it was a pretty cool experience to to see it that way. I know there were some people that were watching on the phones. I was like, dang, y'all are hardcore. I can't. If if this was something like a concert that I paid money for, I wouldn't watch it on a phone. I'd have to like watch it on a computer screen of some sort. But I'm glad I was able to airplay it over with no issues. I mean, that's one of the cool things with having an online concert. It's that you don't have to like wait in a line. I guess you're kind of missing that line experience because some people do enjoy like interacting with other fans in the line, but you don't have to wait in the line. You don't have to uh, rush for, you know, the ticket sales for a, you know, the, the, the VIP seating or whatever the case may be. Um, you can enjoy it from the comfort of your own home with the snacks. You can lie in your bed. So that's kind of one of the positives of, uh, watching an online concert so don't have to deal with loud screeching from nearby fans or anything like that to lose hearing you, you don't have like to that. worry about uh you know people trying to push you trying to get to the front of the stage or i'm, I'm one of those sure. people who are always in the pit so uh i always have to deal with those those rude fans so you don't have to worry how they smell or anything that's yeah that's what i was going to mention was the uh <laughs> the the fragrance of the of the audience yes uh if you go to boy group concerts I... you don't have to worry about that well usually i mean sometimes you still do but <laughs> i don't know greg and i have been through worse but it's still it's still a, a presence let's just say if you're around the wrong one wrong person that fragrance it just uh just ruins the entire experience i completely uh, understand oh yeah so they kind of had a little chat room kind of it was kind of like an overlay. It reminded me of like Twitch and things like that, but it was an overlay that you could kind of hide and whatnot. Uh, what did you What did you think of that setup? Did you participate in it or did you just hide it away? Greg, what about, what did you do? Oh, hide immediately. <laughs> right away. Hide immediately. Hide immediately. Uh, that, that chat goes by way too fast to actually participate correctly. I I think I was, I, I was reading that people were divided up into different rooms and i think i was in the korean room because i had no translations everybody was uh typing in korean and i was just sitting there like spamming emojis and i'm like hmm for me the, it would have been useless because i couldn't read anything that was going on especially when the girls came in i was like oh whoa the, 
they're speaking stuff and I can't understand it, but... Yeah, so I want to mention something about that. I, I saw that you said that, but I couldn't find any option for that. So I wasn't sure about there being different chat rooms. But I thought that was really cool where... it had I hadn't seen it, at least, um, so far in any of the concerts that I've seen, where the members actually went into the chat room themselves before the concert and were communicating with the fans. Maybe for you guys, it um, you know, you couldn't really understand what they were talking about, but it was like really interesting to see like as they prepare for their concert, here's what we're doing. Even though it's like totally TMI, it's like, oh, oh yeah, uh, so-and-so is getting their hair done right now. Oh, Minju, put on your shoes. Oh, I just put on my shoes just now. Oh, Cheon has no hair. What? I have hair. So I thought that was really cool <laughs> that the girls were interacting with the fans. While I didn't have the chat on at all, during the show for the most part. There were some instances like during the MC segments or during the encore part or um, and obviously before the, the show began where I would read. I'm, I'm really interested to see what Korean fans talk about and what they think about. Obviously, as, a, as an international fan, you know, our mindsets kind of tend to be different in some ways than the Korean fans. So I like to see what the Korean fans are talking about and seeing what their, um, you know, what their memes are like, what their interactions are like. And I, I just find it very interesting, um, obviously, to read the, the Korean chat. I, I did turn them back on during a few of the MCs and things like that as well. I remember reading that uh, they were calling uh they're calling nako yako and i just i i love that meme <laughs> that's going on yeah so, that's really uh, that that was cool that was cool just for me from where i from the point of where my point of view was i i just didn't see any value into it plus it does go by fast i participate in some twitch streams with some streamers that is just insane and that's what it reminded me of and i just had to like just turn it off and enjoy for me, it's like YouTube comments, you know? You just want to check it out for a little bit and then move on. Exactly. You can't... <laughs> there are too many say I love you in English, say I love you in Spanish, say I love you in, in Filipino. Well, I, I was able to read some of the Korean, but most of the Japanese statements I could I could read myself. Yeah. So it was... I, I did manage to at least catch something that people were saying, but it's it's just... Those those types of things, when, especially when the girls come into the, the chat people just go nuts and then you just can't read what everyone is saying at the same time. And yeah. if you're trying to scroll back to see what the girl actually said, it's impossible. So there must be like some memes like I haven't watched all the V lives. Obviously it's just too much content to keep up with. Um, especially I, I don't know if you guys were aware, but like eyes one starting up V lives again was kind of a huge deal because they hadn't done V lives um, since they were doing like a proprietary thing for oh, yeah. it's their debut so them starting up to do their v lives um, was kind of a big deal and i noticed that whenever unbi would talk the koreans would just spam the their their lol which is they would just keep spamming that in the chat and i might i might have missed something but i thought that was kind of funny like whenever unbi started speaking they would just like spam i forgot why they did that though but i i, I can't remember i think they're Personally, I think they're just trying to troll her because she's a troll herself. But uh, yeah, I just thought it was—I uh, just thought it was pretty funny. Or is her Korean just as bad as her Japanese? <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> no, her Korean is just fine. Uh, you're, you're talking to two Unbi fans here. Yeah, man. Unbi is <laughs> perfect in every way. Unbi's so. uh, Japanese is amazing. <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not a delusional <laughs> fan, so <laughs> I I have better Japanese than Umbi does. So, so now uh, let's go through the concert. We're lo- we're gonna go ahead and break down some some of the stuff. We won't go through line by line here, but we can start with the uh, Oniric Diary stages. Did y'all catch like the theme of the concert right at the beginning, Greg? Not really, because it was like two in the morning, so I wasn't really quite <laughs> conscious. But after rewatching some of it, yeah, I think I got the idea of what the uh, the theme of the concert is. I think just the storybook concept concept. Yeah, it's like the fantasy storybook type of deal. Yeah, it's similar yeah. to their uh, the actual album with the flying car. Flying car is freaking awesome. Fuck the flying car. Flying, <laughs> the flying, flying car is sucks, awesome, man. dude. At least, at least the the flying car graphics, the the green screen was much more well done in the concert than it was in the music video because yes. That was absolutely terrible in the Secret Story of the Swan music video. Yes, because... Oh, come on. The little kid jacked the flying car. It's awesome. Yes, so I guess so. But (laughs) when I saw flying car, I was like, oh, my God. They're bringing this flying car back in. You can't can't just take... You can't just, like, Uber to his theater and just go. For me, the theme, like, I... It it, it had that theater type of the storybook feel, and they go right into the castle, and it reminded me kind of like Disney and princesses type of theme, and you get to see them like, I guess in that main court courtyard. I guess they were already inside the castle when they broke out into Secret Story of the Swan, and you could kind of see like how the concert was going to be framed, because you could see all the computer graphics around their stage and it all kind of meshes together into one which really surprised me i never i wasn't expecting a complete like immersive type of feel i thought okay they'd be on stage and cool let's go and let's just play and their stage was uh, like a it was like a giant screen with rotating graphics they had the led boards behind them and everything and when they zoomed out, you could see that they took advantage of like uh, computer magic on that part. So I have a lot to say about that, actually, because so first of all, um, it was very well done. The graphics, as far as the stage is concerned and mixing it in with the stage and then the the, the computer graphics, the animation and stuff like that. It's not as well done as K Contact. I think K Contact was just amazing as far as their sta- like the stage production values were concerned. But it was much better than Dream Concert. I know you guys didn't see Dream Concert. Dream Concert was just terrible. Dream Concert tried to do a very similar thing with the 3D type of stage, um, where they were traveling around the world. So they were like in Paris and New York, etc. And it was just <laughs> it just looked as fake as possible. The Eyes One version was actually like really well done in the sense that they didn't try to hide the fact that it was not you know they weren't pretending to be at this location it was clearly a cg environment but it was it was really well done how they showed okay this is the stage this is the environment that they're in but i didn't like the camera work that they did like i don't understand like i i i can see that you want to show off 
this amazing computer graphical work that you did for the stage. And I mean, it must have been a lot of work, I can imagine. And it was really beautiful. But every single time during the chorus, they would just zoom out and you couldn't even see the girls at all. And it was like oh, yeah. very oh, yeah. annoying because this went on for like the first three or four songs where they would just keep zooming out at like the highlight moments of the songs. And like, I want to see the girls, right? I want to see the members while they're doing their dances or whatever. Like, they basically like like specs on the screen as far that how much they were zooming out for those stages. Like, <laughs> I'm they... watching it right now. It looks like WWE camera work. Yeah, I <laughs> always, I've always had a love hate relationship with when I'm watching Korean pop videos or I guess the lives and things like that, especially with like Mnet and stuff like that. They just, the camera work always tends to take me out of uh, some of the things, whether it be the rapid cuts or just too far away. For this one, I felt like they were trying to show off because during Swan Swan Swan, they're like, okay, we're going to light up the whole, uh, the, the, the whole palace here. So let's light it all up while the girls are dancing on there. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. Can I can I see can I see my girl can I see the girls again you know so I think they were just trying to flaunt you know it, it must have been a lot of work hundred percent it was a lot of work to be able to pull that off and I understand that the people who developed it would want to show off a little bit you know it is it was really nice but I don't need to see it every ten seconds you know maybe show it off a few times in the during the verse. Uh, but the chorus, like, the chorus is the chorus. That's the hook of the song. I want to see the dance. I want to see the girls. And I don't want to see the stage. You know, that's not what I'm there to see. I didn't pay, I didn't pay, what was it, $30 or whatever it is for the concert ticket to see a stage or, you know, the CG yeah. graphics. That's just my opinion. One thing, one thing I was upset on is the chat room did not spam swan emojis like they should have. And I was like, the only one, I was like, okay, this is perfect. I can, I can pull up the chat. I can put swan emojis and I'm the only person there. This sucks. I had to go to the eyes one, eyes one discord. And of course, of course they don't disappoint. That's all freaking swan emojis. I'm like, yeah, this is I cool. don't know <laughs> how you would put a swan emoji on that chat without using a mobile device. I have the ability to pull it up on, on my computer where I have the bar with all the emojis and I'm like, swan, 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 swan. I imagine most people, most people don't have that. Yeah, but I was, I was very disappointed in the chat room that I was in. I was like, okay, boom, let me go to the eyes on discord. Swans everywhere. Perfect. <laughs> that was one of the, one of the things that I, I kind of highlighted. I was like, oh man. We go to merry-go-round and rainbow road like i loved i loved how it was the rainbow road that reminded me of mario kart and they they pull up into the carousel perfect perfect use of graphics there and i was like this is this is great and at least this time they weren't completely all zoomed out they actually once they got to their destination they kind of kept it there i was like okay perfect they didn't have as much to zoom out for in that stage, but they did still zoom out quite a bit. I think it's just because the Mary, that actual carousel itself wasn't as large as the huge palace that was in Swan, 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 uh, Secret Story of the Swan. So I think they didn't have to zoom out as, as far back, but they still did zoom out enough for it to be annoying for me, at least.
Yeah, I'm seeing it right now. They're, uh, they zoom out quite a bit to show off those graphics. Yes, yeah, a lot. It, they, they, every five seconds. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of, uh, hey, look what we did to make this concert cool. Yes, exactly. it, it, it is kind of distracting, especially since I like this song a lot. It's terribly distracting. Oh, if, I, guess, I guess for I guess for me, I was like, OK, Rainbow Road. Dun, 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 and then the song when I got into the song, I was already up and dancing anyway. So I guess I, I didn't see the distractions as much as, as y'all did. But if you if you ask me, I think if the production team goes back and monitors this again, they would realize that the camera work was not well done. Um, I think they would do it again. I, I always think they kind of over overdo the camera cuts and everything. I do like the cuts when it's above the stage, but they don't keep it there long enough for me to kind of enjoy it. It's like, okay, you just did like a bird's eye view of everything. We saw the formation for like half a second. Why couldn't you, you know... You know, kinda... kids, kids these days, their 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 minds are so fast. They you got you got to keep up, Alan. Man, even the, the, even the attention spans are a split second. You know, like if you if you leave the camera on for for more than a second and a half, you know, you're falling asleep like Greg. It, it ruins right. it ruins all it That's ruins right. the gifts that I have to make of my my beautiful girls here. I, I'm, I'm being sarcastic, by the way. I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> of course, of course. Even then, I I was like, okay, merry-go-round is also my favorite track on the on SSS so I was excited to see this live and I was jamming already I was like all right I'm in I'm in concert mode now um anything from Rococo I know they kind of this was the first real time that you actually got to see the whole stage and uh it wasn't bombarded with CG out of nowhere and I thought it was pretty cool it was the it was I believe the most highly requested performance to be done out of their album, um, their latest album, Anirik Diary. I personally didn't have any feelings one way or another, but I, it was a good stage. Yeah, I have no personal attachment to it. I liked the song before it way too much, so I didn't really pay like, attention to that. Yeah, for me, Merry Go Round and Pretty, and especially with One, like those were the songs out of the album for me. I'm in the I'm in the same camp as you guys. Uh, Merry Go Round kind of got me hyped, and it was cool to see Rococo. It was good to see where they were actually performing, and I found I I remember finding that like wow, this stage is actually a lot bigger than I thought it was gonna be, and the the dance floor is really cool for them, and I got to see how dynamic that whole stage setup was like. So I think that was kind of what stood out for me as far as rococo goes i couldn't tell you i couldn't tell you what the dancing was like right off the bo- right off the top of my head or anything like that so the stage was very cool the, the, yeah the floor. and then we go they go into their first mc and this was actually pretty cool they were sub subbing it live i remember during the uh waiting stage or the waiting area there was an introduction from the sub team like, hi, we're going to be your sub team, so enjoy your concert. And here it was their first chance to get get ready to see all the mess that was going to happen. So I just knew that in my head, I was like, okay, if Eyes 1 is just standard and normal, then the sub team gets it. But when they go into mess mode and crazy mode, 
the sub team's going to be horribly <laughs> outnumbered. And I was like, uh, and it kind of started off all right. Then they started saying hello in different languages and kind of had to like be flexible with the, with the subtitlers at that point. So if you're in trying to find out what they were saying, this was very half and half for you. It's extremely hard to subtitle anything live, uh, you know, especially when they got, got off script. You can already tell that there is a huge delay to give the sub team time to translate and type it in because obviously the interaction with the chat was extremely slow. You can tell that was really delayed. You have to understand for anyone that has subbed before or tried to translate and when everyone's like all speaking on top of each other and it gets really fast and they start going off script and start going on tangents, it's just really difficult to subtitle, you know, with all those things going on. So my best advice is just learn Korean. <laughs> but now, see, this anyway, is this is learn Korean. this is one of those things like if it was pre-taped, if everything was pre-taped and it wasn't like a quote unquote live concert, somebody could have subbed it really quick and it would have just flowed and that's one of the things they could have took advantage of, but I feel like the audience for a, a live sub is not really what to expect when you're trying to watch a live concert, so I don't know. I think you should be happy just to be able to get the gist of what's going on. Yeah, when I went to see Itzy, I mean, we have... They were speaking English anyway, so it was just convenient. I think for a completely dominant, like, K-group that's supposed to be quote-unquote global, having live subtitling i don't think that's like the best thing to do did you yeah. not realize that global means china and japan that's right well they 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 spend more money than we do they fucking buy buses for sakura so <laughs> uh, <laughs> and i can't afford to buy a bus i can only afford to get their albums by the way so, some of the girls do speak english if you've seen their like you, you've seen their stuff on shazam and spotify and stuff so yep but yeah uh, Four of them. But definitely hey, follow more than zero. Follow Ellis's advice here, man. Learn Korean. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. That was, that was a half joke. I'm trying. That was a half joke. I mean, if I, I, yeah, I mean, come on, like, if you're gonna, I guess, like, if you're gonna like be really invested in K-pop and J-pop, I guess, it would be nice to actually understand what they're saying. Sometimes it's a lot. It's a lot more respectful than it is saying. Hey, please say I love you in French. Say I love you in Brazil and in Portuguese. Say I love oh, you in I English. I hate that. That bothers me so much. Can you, can you say uh, this, 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 and this, and this, and, and whatever in all those the live chats? Like, oh my god! Like, stop telling, stop telling people to speak a different language. I'm I'm anyway. grateful for all the the subtitlers out there that do the li uh, like V Live subs and everything. Oh man, God sent they give me a reason to watch those shows and it's it's great just like greg was saying it helps to know a little bit before it, you know you go in here's the thing alan it could have been worse they could have dubbed over their voices kung fu movies <laughs> <laughs> i'm not i'm not too bad on on like dubbed anime and things like that but yeah it'd be it'd be pretty bad like old jackie chan flicks or old bruce lee flicks you know after the mc they go into Oh my and pretty. Did y'all have any anything to say about Oh my or pretty at all? So I, th I I was pretty surprised that they did Oh my. I don't know about you guys, but it's been forever. Yeah, like Oh my. I believe it was off of Colorize, and yep. for them to perform Oh my, but not 
a song like Highlight, <laughs> I thought was an interesting decision. But Oh My does fit more with the theme, so I can understand why they did it. And it was obviously still cool to see them perform it. So uh, yeah. Oh My was definitely one of those songs where I was like, wow, they're performing this song. Uh, pretty obviously was expected since it was off of the last album. But um, yeah, I mean, if you've watched any of the pretty performances from their uh, last promotional period, it's pretty much the same. Pretty much the same. <laughs> oh my god! It took a few seconds note, to catch on to that. Note one o two. Note one o two, Alan, and make sure you cut that dad joke out. Uh, anyways, no, you keep dad jokes in. <laughs> All right, fine. The pet. I I'm already like three drinks in so <laughs> alan you're so pretty oh my god I'm, I'm i'm muting i'm muting you right now anyway come on man the, the song is an ode to you as a fan you're so yes. pretty no they're they're definitely not talking about they're not talking about me yes couldn't be it's definitely talking about you alan we go to like a, a vtr vcr of like they're doing like a backstage photo shoot that was pretty cute ping do you have anything to say about the uh <laughs> The little segment that they yeah, have. Like, so I, I think I had mentioned it in the opening where I'm actually, I do a lot of photography stuff on the side. So as a photographer, I found this segment really interesting because basically what they had done was just set up a few lights, set up a camera with a trigger and had, let the girls just go at it. And it's amazing. Like all you have to do is look as good as the girls and every picture comes out amazing. Like it's ridiculous. Like they were taking like the most ridiculous pictures and they were still looking at like 10 for 10, 11 out of 10, like top tier models. It was like crazy. I was, I was just thinking to myself, I was telling my friends in the chat, I was like, wow, all you have to do is look pretty and all your pictures come out look good, looking good. Like it, it was really crazy. And one of the photos <laughs> That really stood out to me. Like, I still think about it. Like, it's a week later, and I, I still think about this photo. It's the Unni line, which is um, Unbi down to who? Che is Wan. it Chewan? Okay, so Unbi yeah. down to Chewan, and then Yuri comes in and photobombs them in the back. That's I'm, my favorite I'm seeing that photo. right now. This is hilarious. Yeah. That's... And she just she, she just throws up the peace yeah, sign. Yeah, she just, she just sneaks up behind them inconspicuously as Unbi, you know, Unbi is as Unbi does, just snapping those photos, and then she just sneaks up behind and throws up the V. <laughs> and I'm so glad that they included that in the VCR because I thought it really shows like a really fun side to the girls as well. And you know, they had the the one Makne line photo as well, but I, I really enjoyed the Unni line photo, especially when um, they started doing the hair flips. You know, Cheon looking amazing with her red hair doing the hair flip. Yeah. Well, she's blonde. She's blonde here. From what Oh, what she what I'm there? seeing, she's blonde. I, I, I'm yeah. going off of memory, so I don't have the I don't have the concert in front of me. But regardless, yeah. the the hair flips were awesome. Dude, they better uh, when we buy our concert Blu-rays, they better include some of these photos in our photo cards. I think these photo cards were for the um, if you bought the special tickets, like with the the popcorn box and the the drink bottle and all that stuff, you got the photo. You're able to buy photo cards oh, as well. Okay. Oh, actually, so, dang. Have one of those packages, yeah. but I have not opened it. That's my I guess, anyway. Going to do an unboxing on it, so <laughs> you can tell us after your unboxing that I guess. Yes. <laughs> All right. Cool. We move on to the ballot stages. 
uh, where we have, um, I think the first song here was You and I. And what stood out, obviously, to everybody was the uh, the lyrics uh, came up to the side of the girls and they were in English. I, I thought that was pretty cool. The LED behind them can get kind of distracting because streaming and LEDs there's always been a rough hit on the bit rate and things like that so looking it over now i feel like uh, i can i can read out the the lyrics as they go and it was really cool they had a nice uh i guess skyline like you can see shooting stars they're on kind of like a, i guess a, a patch of grass and stuff like that so uh that was really cool did y'all have anything to say about the ballot stages here I think the background you're talking about, Alan, it reminds me of uh, Ryu Sagat fight stage in Street Fighter. <laughs> oh, my God. That's what it looks like to me. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, you're talking about like an alpha, right? Yeah, in Street Fighter Alpha. There That's wasn't any l- torrent lightning going on. It was a little bit more calm here. So yeah, oh, they missed out then. Yeah, they <laughs> they brought in like cherry blossoms for memory in memory, memory. Oh, man, that's old school for all the Weeds ones out there. So it's cool to see see that. Like, a, they don't have a ton of ballads, so if they're going to do some ballad stages, they got to include that one. Yeah. They, they they have a ballad every every album, every release, I believe. So, um, but yeah. How many releases like have they had? <laughs> four. Four. So it's only one, concert. four or five. But anyways, <laughs> they did. It, I mean, it was enough for them to do four that I can remember in this whole concert. But exactly. So they performed see. their so, ballads. It was cool because the, um, I guess the floor of the stage started doing the reflection of water and stuff. So I was like very entranced by the graphics. Uh, this is like eye candy at, at this point for me so i was like wow they're they're really going all out this is this is cool as shit so ping what about you did you have anything uh, that you remember fondly about the ballads parts one of them was pre-recorded i don't know which one it's probably you and i uh you and i was the one where they were sitting on the benches right um because there's no way that they were able to move six benches in two seconds off the stage so you and i was probably the recorded segments um from this concert other than that um i was expect i was expecting them to do with one actually after the um, as part of their ballad set but i realized like if they didn't sing it there it was probably going to be at the end of the show so um that's the only thing that i was thinking about during the ballad stages greg anything to add on blonde hey one very awesome Yo, Cheon with red hair totally caught me off guard. And I was like, whoa, she looks great. Oh, I, I do have something to say now that, that you mentioned that. So I want to preface this by saying that Cheon is actually my favorite Eyes One member. But I noticed uh-huh. that uh-huh. the cameras were so high definition. <laughs> like you can see... You can see all the skin problems that some of the girls were having, including Cheyun. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, so I wasn't the only one. Yeah, Cheyun, Cheyun and Eugene both were having some skin issues, which is unfortunate. But it was um, nice um, that you could see that the cameras were very high quality. I'm watching this now. Now that you're pointing this out, I'm watching the performance. And I'm waiting to see skin problems. Yeah, you'll see it from uh, Eugene and uh, Cheyun. 
Is there anywhere specific I'm supposed to be looking? You will not miss it. Okay. Cheon is a little bit more prominent, but I, I give her a pass because of her awesome red hair. I still love her. She's human. Don't hate. I just noticed Everybody that. Everybody loves pointed out. I'm sure I'm sure many people noticed it as well. Dude, Ron Young's eye makeup was so awesome. I I I thought her makeup like was great. I was like, wow, I, look at her eyes. Makeup was great, but Won Young's makeup was uh, maybe like a half a notch above. I think just like the contacts were very intense. The gray contacts that she had on, or were they blue? Like light blue or light gray were just very like striking. Like you look at her eyes and it's like she's yeah. you with them. I like the, I guess it's her eyeshadow. I was like, wow. Yeah, they're, exactly. I was like, wow. I have to look at her eyes now. So I, that was one of the things I remember uh, during the ballads that I was like, man, Wan Young's like staring a hole in, yeah, <laughs> in my like, brain here. It's crazy that she's a maknae and like she's so tall and she's so pretty already. Like, I wonder how she's going to be in like four or five more years. Like, I wonder what her status will be in the Korean entertainment industry in that time frame. Because, you know, if you go back to like Produce 101, IOI, and you look at the members there. Um, is there a comparison there? I guess like Kim Doyeon maybe from uh, Weki Meki might be a good, com- uh, a relatively good comparison. Um, like, is she going to be at that level? Is she going to surpass that level? Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing what's going to come out from uh, Jang Won Young in the future. So the next part is the unit stages. We see a nice little. Uh, I guess they had like a. A forest road and they had the signs of going into like different parts of that castle and whatnot so and I, I and I was actually caught off guard I did not know that they were going to do unit stages oh, really? was- uh, until the until the sign came up I was like unit stage oh what what can go what can go on here and I was so I was flipping my shit. I was laughing so it was hard the most, at this first It was the part. most hyped aspect of the concert. I, I guess you didn't really have, you didn't, you said, like you said in the beginning, you weren't really, you know, your excitement wasn't level high. Your excitement level wasn't high and you didn't really go into it expecting much. But for me, and I am sure many other went one fans out there, like the unit stages were probably like the most hyped thing. Like when it comes to a concert, when it comes to a solo concert by a K-pop artist, Sure, you can see them doing their hit songs, their B-side songs, but I think people really look forward to the unit stages because they're always special. Either solo stages or unit stages, they're always special. And this concert, same thing with the idol concert, the, the, the unit stages, the solo stages were ridiculously good. Same thing with the unit stages here. They were off the scale, in my opinion, off the scales, like amazing. And I mean, we can go, we can oh, go yeah. into it. Let's break let's break it down a little bit. Oh, you know what? I forgot to do. Let's do this here. So even before I started getting to K pop, I knew who Orange Caramel was, uh, because of the song and how uh Mimi it was back in the day. And I was like, They're performing Catalana, this is great. So uh we had one young Kwon and Chewon performing it, and I thought this was amazing. I thought this was hilarious. It was cute. 
Chaewon steals yeah. it for me, yes, of course. Yes, she stole the show. Uh, Greg, uh, you're a big uh, Chaewon, Chaewon Mark. How did you feel about uh, uh, Orange Caramel, the cover of Katarina? Well, what first, Orange Caramel are always fucking awesome. They're my favorite after-school subunit. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I'm watching this again now that I'm more conscious, and I see they have ice cream cones on their head. I didn't notice yes. that before. That was that was the that was the best part of the outfit. That was I, what they say the point of the outfit. The, the, the charm <laughs> point of the outfit. Yes, exactly. Yeah, but and, yeah, Shay uh, Wan yeah definitely has the facial expressions for an for a, for an orange caramel song. Definitely, it was hilarious. It became such a meme gif afterwards. It was posted everywhere and. Oh, I I love it. She just literally just was in the mode of it, and I just couldn't stop laughing. I was up dancing and laughing. This was this was great. So, Ping, what about so, you? So, first of all, justice for Orange Caramel. Any K-pop fans out there know what I'm talking about? Fuck Playtis. Justice for Orange Caramel. Secondly, I think uh, we all know fuck fuck Playtis. So, well, now they're owned by Big. Tech, so. I think I, I I may have I may have wrote it on the I wall at KCON, or it may have already been there. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're owned by they're owned by Big Hit now. I think they're they're turning the corner, maybe. But anyway, I thought that this was such an amazing performance to start out the unit stages because there's so much energy. The three the three girls just killed the stage it was ridiculous like i don't know this could be kind of like recency bias but i think that they might have performed it better than the original orange caramel like it was so amazing like their facial expressions how much fun they were having like the way that they were dancing i felt like when i i actually went back to watch the orange caramel performances and video for this song and at the time yeah sure it was like amazing it was really interesting at the time right but if you look at their performances, it was kind of just like they were just doing it. This stage, in my opinion, like they were they looked like they were having so much fun. And I was just like enjoying it so much because especially Chewan, like like just like you mentioned with the gif earlier, like I'm sh- I haven't seen the gif, but I'm pretty sure it's the one that I'm thinking about. <laughs> you see her facial expression and that's not a facial expression you make just like to make it right. You're You're making that expression as like. You're you're enjoying the stage. You're having fun, and this is part of the dance. And I'm I'm gonna make you know do this this facial expression and have fun with it, right? So I just thought it was like a really enjoyable performance, and it really set the this tone for the rest of the unit stages um, coming up. So I really enjoyed that performance, and just like you, I was laughing a lot from beginning to end, just nonstop for that. You know, from I, first of all, like in disbelief, I almost couldn't believe that they were performing this song. I actually. I still can't kind of believe it that they performed this song, but it's it was just such, such a well done stage. Like you can really see the effort that the girls uh, put in to you know do this performance and learn this performance. Actually, it was this part. Yes. I'm glad that they have that queued up. I took that sound bit. <laughs> it so i i couldn't believe it i i i just loved it so uh so the next one i wasn't too familiar with this is uh park ji yoon uh adult ceremony and this was the the o1 line so we had uh nako hijan uh yuri and minju and uh 
I was like, whoa, what what am I watching? What am I watching? Not safe for work. Uh, let me let me fire this up. I was like, whoa, should I be worried? Should I be worried? What's so, going on here? I want to so, talk about this song. I'm, Greg, are you? How familiar are you with the song? Uh, this is actually very new to me. I think it's probably okay. before my time in K-pop. So um, this. FBI, open up! <laughs> I believe this song came out in 1999. Um, it was actually written and produced by Park Jin Young, JYP. You might be familiar with him. He's okay, that makes that sense. The remix of his song. <laughs> um, with uh, when we disco, so Park Jiyun at the time was like one of the hottest singers. Um, I don't remember if she was actually signed on JYP then. She might have signed on with JYP after. But this song um, in Korean is "Song In Shik," and in English it's "Adult Ceremony." Basically, it's as it sounds. It's um, a coming of age song for women. It's a very popular karaoke song, "Norebang." Very popular, um, you know, song in general. It's one of JYP's like most well-known number one hits and the really cool thing about this song so first of all it's like you know the the song itself is an amazing song personally it's one of my favorite jyp produced songs but the the cool thing about this song so in korea for those who might be unaware when you turn 19 in korea you are officially an adult because 19 in korea 19 international age in korea is actually 20. Um, so 20 in Korean age, you're an adult. And this song was performed by all the members who turned 20 this year in Korea. So that's why it was such a, when, when they came on the stage, the four of them performing this song, I was literally, I, I was figuratively dying because like, it was so perfect. Like, first of all, I, I love this song so much. And to see these girls performing it was such a cool experience for me and like i said going back to like Cat catalena with um orange caramel it's like i couldn't i couldn't imagine that they would perform an orange caramel song it's the same thing i couldn't imagine that they would perform a Pak Jiyun song this these unit stages were just like off the charts like full of surprises and really you know really good surprises so that's you know what i have to say about that the the girls did a great job i'm i'm looking at it right now again so uh, they obviously were doing great. I was at first. I was like, "Oh wow, what am I, what am I watching? Am I supposed to be watching this?" It was like, it's like I didn't realize. Time it, so flies. Can you, can I, you I didn't believe have... that they are considered adults? And in, uh, in, uh... so I know, like, like Nako and uh, <laughs> Nako and uh, Hitomi, like they debuted under the Forty Eight groups, like when they were like what, like twelve or thirteen or something. So I can imagine, like, for yeah. Forty Eight fans. Who are familiar with Nako and uh, Hitomi from those days? Like it might be very, very uh, shocking to see this kind of performance from them. But for me, like I was already out of Forty Eight groups by that time. Like I didn't really follow anything other than like the main group and the members that I liked. To see this performed by them um, in the outfits, these outfits are like like the, the traditional outfits for the song you know well i guess you know as a traditional outfits can be for a song these are kind of like the outfits that go along with the song itself so it was very cool to see them and sh for them for me to see the side of them you know what i mean like i didn't have this attachment to them from when they were like under 18 so i don't i don't have that fbi open up feeling so um <laughs> for me i just completely enjoyed the performance. It was just amazing. You know, like Minju, Hitomi, uh, Nako, uh, who else was it? Yuri? Yeah, Yuri. Yeah, Yuri. Yeah, Yuri. Yuri. So, um, 
Yuri is like my third favorite member. So it was like super cool to see all, all of them performing that song. I was just like flabbergasted, like ridiculous. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I I can understand because um, I did follow Hee-chan and uh, Nako when they debuted back in 48. And I was like, wow, that's that's really cool. And they were nowhere near my favorites uh, until like until I had to choose a favorite. So I can I can understand where people are like, oh, they're forever kids in my mind. I'm like, no, nah, man, they grew they grew up. Hurry up. <laughs> they they're grown up now. Don't uh, don't look back at their younger years anymore. These are these are women now. So time to grow up with them. So I, I can definitely understand how people were like thrown off. And I was like, I may have been one of them. I was like, oh, crap. And then I was like, oh, they did a great job. So, yeah, that's how oh, I felt man. about that. I, I'm so. definitely coming from the FBI is going to knock on my door. <laughs> perspective because uh yeah because i f- i still follow 48 somewhat and i still remember mm-hmm. nako and hitomi as youngins so <laughs> seeing them doing this type of song is really really weird for me to be honest <laughs> yeah it was... it's good that we have uh all points of view here yeah it, they old man. They old now, man. You can't. You know. You know yeah, how those fans go. They it's old just now. Like Time to throw when them you to remember the certain members for what they've done in the past, and it, it's just really, really, really weird to see them doing an adult song yeah. and dressing like an adult and dancing like an adult and singing about adult things. So it's it's really, really weird. But uh, they old. They old now, man. I'll, I'll say that. Um, Probably of the two forty-eight girls, I think Nako fits the song a little bit better than he told me. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> but um, poor he, poor he, John, always looking like a chubby cheek kid. So. I mean, that the, that's the alternative uh, title to the song. Actually, is uh, the coming of age ceremony. So you think about it, this is kind of like their coming of age performance, right? Like, I don't think they had performed anything like this in the past. It's definitely an interesting experience and one that I enjoyed. Then we get this next part. So I I freaked out. Uh, Only, uh, okay, there's a few reasons why, right? So Monster comes on the screen. I'm like, Monster? They're gonna do irene and silgi monster i know the three of us are big red velvet fans so i was flipping my shit and then uh, uh, to realize that it was unbi and sakura doing monster i was like what the hell is going on this is perfect whoever thought of this was a genius my mouth was on the floor just because i was like entranced I, I, I can't say, like, I prefer this over the original. Of course, the original is the original. But uh, I was just shocked and surprised. This is one of the reasons why I, where the unit stage is just completely was, like, the highlight of the show, where this was one of the most memorable parts of it. Ping, did you... What do you know about the, the ties of this song with, uh, with uh, Red Velvet? I want to start off, firstly, Red Velvet is my favorite third gen girl group i was so excited when this song came on and really surprised that they covered a song that literally just came out two months ago 
I was so shocked. And to see Sakura and Undi performing it, I was I was literally freaking out that I can barely remember the performance because I was just like in a state of shock, absolute shock to see them performing the song. First of all, Unbi is well known as kind of a Irene. They, she looks similar to Irene. Um, and that was kind of what she mm-hmm. was known for when she, she was training back in the day uh, in Produce 48 and even before then. Um, but Sakura is well known as a huge Red Velvet fan. She has like Red Velvet goods in the dorm. So it was really cool like to see them performing this together. For Sakura, for Sakura to do the Irene dance was just off the scale impressive for me because for anyone who follows k-pop and follows red velvet red velvet even mildly knows about like the intensity and difficulty of the monster performance and that irene actually had to go to the hospital because of the performance perform practicing the performance for this song so to see sakura and unbi perform this song at the level that they performed it at and it was just a cover stage it was just a unit stage for a concert but they performed it so well you know it really shows how much work that they went and put in uh that went into and put they put into performing these unit stages i think a little later on eugene actually says a pro doesn't mention how much they practice but i want to say how much we practice for these stages you can really tell like if you think about it like how much work they must have put in to practice for these stages it must have been at least a month of practicing every day to get all these stages done the way that they had done it you know at this level of perfection at this level of um synchronicity at this level of you know what they like a very popular k-pop term is knife-like dancing it's a, so sharp it's sharp like a knife that's how that's how what I felt when I was watching Sakura and Unbi perform this dance. I was like really just totally amazed how how well they were performing it. I agree. I agree. Uh, Greg, what are your thoughts? Yeah, you guys pretty much covered just about everything I was going to say. I, I do agree with the choreography. I do remember watching um, a Korean variety show where like Irene and Sulgi were like teaching Ho Dong how to do the dance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I mean that it is pretty freaking difficult, and. Yeah, the the one where Irene bends over in the back, that's <laughs> I think that's the one that sent her to the hospital, right? So exactly. Yep. To to see Sakura do that without falling over was yeah, that was pretty impressive. And the, the effort and love that went into these cover stages, because you think about you think about sure the girls put in the work to do the practice and to you know sing the track, uh, to record the track, to sing it, and then to perform it, but if you paid it, if you pay attention, also like the production team also put a lot of effort into these stages. Like they even when when Irene bends back in the original Monster song, they at, at least the first first week performances and in the music video they overlay like this monster image on top of her face. They even did that in this concert, which was I thought like wow, they yep. they went to this level of showing respect for their sunbase or their their senior senior art senior artists i mean it's just i feel you can really feel how much work and love went into putting these stages together and that's why i really think that these unit stages were 
another reason, like, it's just off the charts, like, amazing how well he did. They they even got the same background answers. Did they? Uh, that Irene and... Yeah, they had mentioned that the same choreographer worked with them, and the same background dancers are uh, the same ones that they used in, with Irene and Silgi. So wow. I thought that was amazing. Awesome. The, the respect. That's that's. There's only one word for that. It's respect. In the last, uh, in the V Live that they did afterwards, uh, Unbi talks about like how the unit stages weren't originally set up that way. It was supposed to be like a a dance battle between three different groups, and when they couldn't get it that way. Uh, she said uh, she wanted to cover Monster, and she asked Sakura to be with her. And Sakura said it was like, hell yes, and she wanted to do Irene's part. So that's how it kind of splintered off. So we could have had a completely different unit stage where it was just all dancing and stuff instead of like Orange Caramel or Monster or whatnot. If, so this is really good. If, if really that was awesome. the case... I find it that it's I find it so interesting like how the the units were so well divided, right? If you think about it, like Sakura and Unbi are the two oldest, right? Then they have the O1 line, and then they kind of have like the all rounders, right? Like it almost feels like at it's it, it like when you look at it, it's like this has to be planned. But when you when 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 they say things like that, it kind of sounds like it just fell into place, which it's like destiny. <laughs> I think I think the way that they broke it down, I think Unbi was saying I can't remember the V Live uh, exactly, but she was saying like they broke it down into groups, and the groups were like it was Cheon and Yena in one group, and then it was Unbi, Sakura, and Minju in another, and then six of the younger girls, and then everybody else. But I, I can't remember, but what they were gonna do, but. Uh, I'm glad that kind of blew blew up, and they went with the four that they went with here. So it was really cool. I I I really like this part. Uh, of course, let me use this. And then them singing. I think I think Sakura and Umbi did a pretty good job uh, covering the song too. So yeah, it was really well done. But yeah, now we have uh, Kehlani's gangster, gangsta. And I was like, wait a minute, I know this. <laughs> this is from, like, Birds of Prey, I believe. And I was like, wait a minute, I did not expect this in, at all. So, uh, Greg, what did your what were your thoughts on Gangsta? Definitely fits the uh, the four members who were le- part of this. Three, sorry. Three. I keep forgetting Three. how many came left. Yeah. Okay, definitely fits the... Well, that that one bro, that one bro yeah. that Cheon was all over yeah, at the beginning. Yeah, I guess that we can yeah, count that guy's a four. four. <laughs> the three girls and the one guy. Dude, what the <laughs> hell? What the hell, man? She was like all mounted up on that dude. I was like, my mouth was like again. I was like, what's going on here? What's going on? But yeah, so... it, it definitely um, definitely suited the remaining members uh, who are part of this group. Uh, I did find gangster Yena to be kind of a appealing for some reason yes i know alan will disagree with me because he thinks yena needs a sandwich but i found gangster yena to be pretty awesome hey she she shot up the screen and there was uh there was bullet holes she she kind of she got to me there so she did flips and everything i'm all right with that yeah definitely a, a very cool stage uh they didn't really do a lot of singing but their dancing was pretty awesome the uh the forward flip some of these dudes are doing i i used to do that 
way back in the day. I was like, oh, I could do those forward flips. I'm pretty sure I, I can't do it now, but uh, I was like, oh, Yenna's got these guys down. So, were you a b boy? Uh, not really. It's just me and my friends that were we were <laughs> we're Filipinos with the uh, dancing on cardboard boxes in the living room. <laughs> you were so. wannabe b-boys like all filipino <laughs> so you were a b-boy we were wearing the we were wearing the, the 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 jinkos and everything back in the day so ping what did you what did you gather from the gangsta stage i didn't actually have much to say about this stage because i did expect this was probably the only stage that i expected because i knew that there was going to be a dance stage it was like a foregone conclusion especially with Cheyun, right? She's kind of known as one of the best idols, best dancer idols of this generation. I didn't have much, I mean, like, I thought it was actually cool that she danced with a, a male dancer. Uh, she's, like I said, she's my favorite member. Uh, but I didn't have any, you know, I thought it was fine. I thought it was really cool that she was dancing with a male dancer. I thought Yana kind of, like, was the highlight for me with this performance. She just looked, she, her visual there with the the the, the dark makeup, the smoky makeup, the the hat and the the entire outfit was just like perfect Yenna for me. Like every time I see Yenna's face, all I can think of is like duck. And she pulled She's it off. She's gangster duck in this one, right? Well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was like, wow, this is the perfect duck. That I was just my thought. She needs to always have blonde hair, though. I I can't imagine her now without blonde hair. I I, I Yenna's one of my favorite members, so. I like her with any hair color. I'm I, so I guess I'm a little biased, but uh, Chayan and Yen are like my some of my top favorite members. So uh, I did I did enjoy the stage a lot. But you know, I always prefer vocal stages versus uh, dancing stages. Um, so this one, like I said, I expected it. It didn't disappoint, but I wasn't surprised or shocked in any way. Um, it was a good performance, and the only thing that was maybe striking about the stage was the visuals. The visuals were very good. Um, other than that, you know, it's just a, a dance performance, in my opinion. But overall, unit stages were excellent. I give them props because they were all all memorable in some shape or fashion. So I liked it. I liked this. I like it's the only thing I watch on a regular yeah, basis. I think the <laughs> consensus that I've seen online is that the unit stages were the highlight of the show. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Like other than the live band thing, which we'll discuss later, but unit stages seems to be a, a very popular topic when it comes to this concert. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. They had a video package just highlighting where is where is our next. I'm not sure if that's uh, grammatically correct, but where is our next? And they had the girls dressed up in white uh, in front of some nice sets and taking, I guess, photos and whatnot. But um, I don't know if this has any ties to anything. I just saw it as a nice little package for them to either get set for the next next area. I don't know. Am I supposed to be... Am I reading too much into this? Can you give me a second to... Look this up again. It, it's just straight up a, a, a VTR, VCR of like, hey, here are the girls in white dresses. and Oh, okay. I see this. Yeah. Um, I think it's just supposed to be a transition to the flower songs pretty much. Yeah. Oh, you know what? That makes yeah. sense. So getting ready to do the flower era. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. 
and then that takes us into the live band stages so let me see i don't have anything for i don't have any sound, more sound effects but so i wouldn't really call this the uh the live band stage it's more of like the single stages but well uh, yeah i guess you could kind of group track stages yeah because the next six songs were all with the band so then the entire the rest the entire rest of the show was with the band <laughs> pretty much so i guess we just call this like the flowers yeah the flower, the flower stage this is the era oh it says welcome to flower garden that i'm seeing right now so yeah, welcome to flower, flower, garden. flower i i guess i didn't see it the first time so they kind of go towards uh the stage here they open up the screens and all of a sudden you see a live band jamming to lavi and rose and i'm like i did not expect a band i was thrown off and i actually i don't know i i, I didn't expect it so did, uh, did anyone expect the band i don't know <laughs> not really I'm genuinely uh... i'm genuinely curious did anyone actually expect a live band because for me that was the most amazing thing about the show as far as like the most surprising thing in the show i just got a question for you then ping um because i know that japanese acts tend to have live bands for their concerts do k-pop Groups such as this usually have live bands, or is that a rare? I believe it depends on the artist. Um, as far as like online concerts go, this is the first one that I've seen with the live band. Usually shows, usually concerts, K-pop concerts don't have a live band unless there is a particular reason or a budget for it. So the only other K-pop, the only other K-pop show that I've seen that had a live band was other than. There's JYP, but that's kind of expected, so I'm I'm hesitant to kind of include him into this list. And Blackpink, and Blackpink has a large budget, so that's why it's kind of expected there. Um, so this was really unexpected because I didn't expect them to put in the the money to have live band stages because there's a lot of work that goes into performing with a live band. Um, they actually showed a little bit of it in the in one of the VCRs somewhere in, in the in the concert, but you have to like redo all your practices with a live band because the way they play might change things or it might you know something might be slightly different or this obviously it sounds different so maybe some of the audio cues some of the girls might have for certain you know parts of the dance might change so there's a lot of work that goes into performing with a live band and that was it is the most surprising aspect of the show for me because the amount of work that has to go into performing with a live band plus hiring the live band shows that they really put a lot of investment into this concert much more than any of the other online concerts that i've seen so far you know outside of like those mega concerts with like dream concert or k k contact uh it was just like from beginning to end the cg the the, the practice the dancing and then the live band to top it off which is and as we're approaching the end of the concert like we're kind of like the last third of the concert the live band shows up and like the way they show up was really cool too like the screen literally opened up and the live band was there performing the song i was my, that was the jaw dropping moment for me like uh for earlier for for alan it was the the monster the monster stage for me it was the live band perform, uh, coming out cuz i couldn't believe that they would hire a live band and go through all this work for this concert but they did and it just shows how much investment they put into the show I thought it was a great call because you have Lavi and Rose, Violetta, and Fiesta, and we've seen 
we've seen them perform those three songs like a million times with a couple remixes here and there that weren't too too memorable or anything like that i thought bringing in a live band was a nice little variety it wasn't like it was overpowering the uh the old songs or anything like that it was just like a nice balance of it being a little bit different from what we usually hear and making the song a little bit more different to keep my interest uh even though i've seen lobby and rose five bajillion times i was like re-watching it i was like really invested and having a live band it gets me up like i i get up and I, I dance and I pretend like I'm strumming a, a guitar and I'm like, oh, I can I can dance to this. And just like when you have a live band at any type of concert, it just has a different feel and it, it makes you, it makes me want to dance. So I'm glad that they were able to mix these together. Plus the the graphics and everything that they added. I'm glad that they were, to t they were able to time everything a little bit very concisely. It was a nice mix of everything. It wasn't one thing overpowering another i think like for me the only complaint that i might have it's not even really a complaint it's more of like a it's more of like a nitpick it's either maybe like the mixing or the arranging or maybe if they could have gone with like an, another instrument i feel like it was a little sparse you know just having four i think they only had four instruments uh they had the drums they had the keyboard the bass yeah. and, the, and an electric i think if they had maybe like one other uh, electric guitar it might have sounded a lot better um, a trumpet but, let's add more trumpets to cape up yeah if, if they had horns, horns <laughs> if they had horns that would have been ridiculous of but I, I understand that it's already an investment think about this like four people each person is each individual person that they have to hire is already a significant investment right so four people has already been a large investment into this show even to get another person and then to sync up schedules and get it done is definitely it's, it's definitely more work but um i would have liked maybe another guitar or maybe a little bit of a different arrangement i felt like i felt like while i did enjoy that the live band was there for the the flower songs i felt like it was lacking a little bit of the oomph that the originals had but that's just my personal opinion i still enjoyed it a lot yeah i, I agree with that um it felt very uh jazz club to me yes when, when you listen back to it because yeah it's very a very open arrangement and you can actually still hear some of the original stuff in the background but uh it's not bad yeah i definitely agree that there should have been more uh more players in the band yeah I guess, to it's definitely just... good because like when i compare yeah. this stage to like a Blackpink a live band or a JYP live band or even like a like a Bicky Adrian. I don't know if you guys listen to her, but like her bands. So Bicky Adrian, I think her band is a five piece plus her. Uh, and then I think Blackpink, they had six people in their live band for their world tour. And then JYP had like a whole slew of people plus him on the piano. So I think I think it might be either a lack of instruments or that the way that they arranged it. I just felt like I was hoping for a little bit more. But I'm you know, I'm still like I said earlier, I still enjoyed it a lot. It just wasn't a complete cover. It wasn't. A, I, I just felt like it was a, a little balanced. Like, I guess jazz clubby, is a good good uh, analogy. I felt like it was like, oh, the house band is up and they they want to play with the girls. So all right, let's just play the hits and you play the hits and uh, every band does something a little bit different and this is their interpretation. So. And you just sing and dance along with their interpretation, no matter how different it may be. So I still enjoyed it. Yeah, that's great. 
And then uh, we go to, this is the third MC called Quizland. This was a nice break for, they had like song after song after song for a while. So like half the girls went to go change and they were playing a game on the, uh, on the stage. So the way they set it up was the stage itself was a giant like Monopoly board and they had a little dice or a big dice that they threw around. They answered questions along the way and you were supposed to, as a chat person, interact, tell them answers or whatnot. And I, I, I didn't have the chat open, so I don't know. But the idea was, you know, who can get around first? And you can be in two different camps on this. You could be in the camp of... Uh, this is eyes one and this is their mess and this is why you love them because this is this is their craziness that happens or whatnot or you can be in the other camp of where like the concert comes into like a complete stop a nice halt you had to kind of what's a good word suffer through the <laughs> the game that they're playing so if you're paying if you're paying for a ticket to watch eyes one who's suffering through this well you know i Greg, are you saying what, you it, Alan? Alan, are you saying that you I will, I Greg. will defer to Greg first. Greg, what did you think about the whole Quizland stuff? If anything should have been pre-taped, it should have been this. This was fucking horrible. <laughs> no. As much as Hold much as on. I love Eyes One, this this dragged on way too. Hold long. on, okay. So I'm not sure what the public opinion on this is. I actually haven't looked at any feedback regarding the concert. I want to start off by saying that if anyone has listened to Oh My Girls nonstop. This reminds me of, I feel like I feel like they were a little bit inspired by Nonstop because the album was designed as a board game. Besides that, the problem with this segment was not the girls. The problem with this segment was the ridiculous questions that the PDs <laughs> wrote up for this segment. Well, uh, okay. What were these questions? <laughs> like some, some of them are like well, what did Yenna eat for breakfast two days ago? What, wasn't this supposed to be like for the hard course? <laughs> uh, secondly, it's it's the most ridiculous questions. Like, oh, what was what was the date that the Violetta reached one hundred million views? Like, how is anyone supposed to know that? Even I don't know that. <laughs> Who what's that? What's that. Okay, okay. There were fans in the chat that were giving the answer. Maybe they looked it up, or maybe they're just like really crazy stands that actually know when Lavian Rose hit 100 million views, or when Fiesta hit 100 million views, or when uh, when they performed this song at this date, or what what Yena had for breakfast two days ago, or what Unbi's three foods that she can't eat are. I actually, you know, I mixed all those up. I think Yena's three foods that she couldn't eat. You know, the only question that actually was like easy was like, oh, how many swans are there in Secret Story of the Swan? I didn't even know that. I was like, I was like, what the hell? I'm supposed to it's know 40. this? I, I, I know because that question has been asked multiple times in the past. But what were these writers thinking? Like, that, like it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. How can you expect anyone to know that? Secondly, the reason why... So, Sure, maybe the writers were expecting, okay, the chat is going to give them the answers. But when there's like a 30 to 40 second delay between the stream and the chat, the girls are not going to be able to answer the questions from the chat. They're getting the answers 30 seconds later. It's already the next team's turn. 100% is not the fault of the idea of the segment or the concept of the segment or the girls doing the segment. 100%, 2000%, it's the writing of the questions. <laughs> For me, I was like, oh, great. You have you have Minju playing, and Minju, to me, I'm like, oh, Minju's going to get all the answers wrong. So Minju's going to get all the answers wrong. And it was just, 
she had like bad luck switching with Wan Yang and everything. I was like, man, this is gonna this is gonna be a long well, game. I, <laughs> so even like I told you in the chat, Alan, this was rigged for Wan Yang to to win. I I I was just like, this is gonna be a long game, and even. Even Unbi, like the first group, was like, "Hey, sorry, we have sorry it went long, so but we gotta go." Bam, and they're gone, and the other they girls, the the other girls were teasing them, like, "Oh, why'd y'all take so long?" And of course, we know the answer. The yeah, of course, we know the answers to this. And I was like, "Man, they're it was it was a little rough." I mean, the the idea is cute because I'm looking at the stage right now. I'm like, "Oh, that's that's a badass way of using the stage and and everything," but. I guess execution just wasn't on point. Plus, if you were relying on the subs, they were in disarray at this point. Like, I think the sub oh. team had it the worst at this point. And... I didn't even think about that. Oh. Luckily yeah, for me, I, 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 I understood. Yeah, luckily for me, I learned Korean. So you guys should learn Korean too. I'm just saying. Oh, but, uh... <laughs> even with my little Korean, my little bit of Korean knowledge, I kind of get what they're saying. But let me yeah. turn on the subtitles anyways. All you need is a little bit. And the subtitles were just like, I think they gave up. They're like, uh oh, there's no script. Uh oh, they're all they're being eyes one. They're being messy eyes one, and they're all you need is a little bit of knowledge. But okay, back to the game board. First of all, like, I don't know who designed the game board. Yeah, there shouldn't be any change spots. That's dumb. If you have a change spot, it shouldn't be at the number five location. <laughs> it should be at like the number one location or maybe number two but at number five like you saw how many times they were rolling fives and sixes like it was just impossible for any progress to be made um if they kept changing like that it was just it was just really poorly done by the production team at that at that point it was a great concept but don't don't blame the concept or the girls i i just thought it was there was a lot of messy messy shit at that point i was like oh this is this is funny because oh wow this is live okay this is live and going on and like Greg was saying, this is probably this should have been a pre-taped segment. That, I disagree. That could have been like twenty minutes and like okay, twenty minutes, cool, they're done and whatnot. But just just get just get some writers with a brain <laughs> to write some questions. Uh, I'm thinking if any time scrambled porn mode should have happened, it should just said. <laughs> yeah, you could go to the bathroom, get your snacks during that time. But hey, I still love this segment. Hundred percent, it's the writer's fault. Um, <laughs> If there's one thing that we learned from this segment, it's that Yena really knows her members well. She got almost all the questions correct that were asked of her. I'm not even there. I have to fast forward now because the first group got... of girls is still is still on the stage as we're talking. Yeah, so. I think I think she was asked like maybe four or five questions, and she got only one of them wrong. Yena was like the all star for that uh, segment. Yeah, and and Chaewon still made it to the end, so I'm happy about. That. Yep. Yeah, Chain One made it. Then they they made her do. I can you I can use this again. Hold on, they made her do the Catalana again. So. <laughs> Yay! So I thought that was cool. I'm ha- I I I have to lean more on the on the side of I did not like the segment, but. Man, you guys are not. If you like their messiness, whatever, man. <laughs> How many Blu-rays are you buying? Anyways, so uh, <laughs> if you love the messiness, this is Eyes One as their normal, normal messy selves. So this is great. But as far as like a concert and like 
come into a screeching halt, then yeah. I mean, frick, I just saw Sakura drop it literally on the six, six, and <laughs> I was like, okay, they're definitely not taking this seriously, but it's okay. They were just trying to get past it. They're trying to muscle their way through, so. The problem, the problem wasn't the concept. The problem were the questions, because the idea is... They want to ask these cute questions for the girls and see what they know, right? But when the questions are like, okay, what year was so-and-so born on what date? It's like the most ridiculous convoluted questions. Again, like who's going to know when whichever music video reached 25.324 million views? But if we're not <laughs> hardcore fans, we, we, we're useless. We're so, useless so you're to saying the girls. That this was... This was skewed more towards the people participating in the chat than the members themselves. Yeah, but I guess they didn't foresee that there would be a forty, like a forty-five second delay on the on the stream, or like five million nerds trying to give them all the answers. All right, so that wraps up that part. We're back to the live bands, and we go to we go to like the I don't know what to call this, the sky B sides, because you know you have up, and you have airplane, and you have spaceship, so hey, go up, and then you're now in an airplane, you're now in a spaceship. But I would say some of their more popular B-sides that they performed, I don't remember anything memorable other than the live band being there. So again, another interpretation of the B-sides not being, I guess, overwhelmed by a complete big change. But I haven't seen Up performed in forever, so I was happy. And I like the little sky... uh, they're dancing on clouds for up right here so i kind of like that uh what about you guys what about these next three songs that you remember pirate ship for i think it was up or airplane i can't remember which one it was but there was like a pirate ship um i think the one that was most memorable is spaceship just because they're in space so that looked <laughs> kind of cool airplane had that uh, the pirate ship wheel and i'm like okay. are they in a blimp or <laughs> i don't know yeah, any like, a, like an airship right I, yeah, I guess so. The Final Fantasy airships, I guess. But I see, I see blimps and stuff. I'm like, these are not airplanes. <laughs> but, <laughs> but when they're dancing in space, I guess that's the most memorable thing for me. That's when they took it back to like, hey, we have all the CG power. Let's throw them up into a space station and let's have them dance in the space station. I was like, oh wow, I totally forgot that they had the yeah. ability to do this. So. And by this time in the concert, I think the the issues that we mentioned earlier about zooming, quick cuts and all that, was kind of under control for the most part. Yeah. I mean, yep. it was still happening, but it wasn't as frequent. So they didn't still... they didn't feel the need to show off as much anymore. Yeah. All right, Ping. What about you? So for me, uh, I don't know about you guys, but for me, like going into this concert, I actually had a short list of B-side tracks that I had hoped I would see them perform. One of them was actually Airplane. The others were like With One and Highlight. I didn't get Highlight, but at least I got Airplane. So when they performed Up, when they formed Up, when they performed Up, I started realizing like, okay, if they're gonna perform Airplane, this is when they're gonna perform it right after the song. And then after Up, they performed Airplane. I was like, yes, they're performing Airplane. Now, wouldn't it be funny if they performed Spaceship after this? And then they performed Spaceship. And I was like, holy shit. They they are big brain right now. 300 IQ. Holy shit. <laughs> I just couldn't believe that they actually went with that line of thinking. Like, Up, Airplane, Spaceship. I just thought it was really funny. Like It just makes how sense. They actually- 
yeah, they just pieced it together like that. Like, I pieced it together like that, and then they had the same thought process. So I thought that was really funny. But besides that, um, you know, they they did have like they did reintroduce those CG aspects of the stages, which was pretty cool. And like Greg said earlier, they kind of toned down the um, the zooming out aspect a lot which you know i was very thankful for i think it was funny i think i was messaging either you or my other friends i was like oh thank goodness they're not zooming out as much anymore and then right when i said that they started zooming in and out again um but it was only for a very short segment during one of the songs so um thankfully it was uh you know much more toned down and the stages were really nice you know like when they they really made good use of the effects during these three songs all i remember with spaceship was a bunch of shooting stars and random planets in the in this in this in space i was like all right cool that's all you need that's it that's so. all you need that's what i that's what i want like i want simple stages that are cool but not intrusive you know like the palace and uh secret story of the swan like yeah i get it they're in this huge palace you don't need to keep showing me that every five seconds in, in spaceship in, in which like, part in which part secret story of the swan Okay, I had this and I never used it, so I had a good. I'm doing the I'm doing the flapping motions like swan, swan, swan. But yeah, um, yeah. So with spaceship, with spaceship, it's nice because it's like it's still a cool experience. You you can see like the really cool space effects, but it's not intrusive. It's not like obnoxious in any way. It's just like a cool side note. Like wow, they're in space. This is really cool. Um, so that, I did I did enjoy that much more than like uh secret story of the swan and merry-go-round besides the rainbow road thing i guess <laughs> sweet we go to uh another mc and they're i guess they're introducing the band nothing else and then they go into destiny it looks like they're in front of a school with you know the cherry blossom trees and whatnot so they kind of buttoned everything with a nice little uh ballad anything uh you guys have for this one greg not really by this time it's like okay the hype's over with the three high tempo song time to slow it down so i kind of zoned out a little bit in regards to this song so i have nothing much to say about it ping so this was the last song um at the time we didn't know if there was going to be an encore or not normally i expect an encore but with an online concert i'm not so sure so I don't know if you guys know, but Twice did not have an encore for their online concert. Oh, really? I heard about uh, that. Lots of people complained yeah. about it. Wow. Yeah, it was for me. It was very ex- extremely disappointing. That's why Twice, the Twice concert. You know, besides the energy level, it's the worst online concert for me so far this year. Um, G Idol had an encore, and it was handled totally differently from this one. But so. Before this, we didn't know that it was that encore was coming. I didn't know if an encore was coming, so I was expecting them to for- perform with one actually at this point um, as their last song because they didn't perform it in the ballad segment. I expected okay if they didn't perform it, then they're gonna perform it at the end, and this was the end. I thought that they were gonna perform, but they performed Destiny instead, which was still uh, it's still a really good song. You know, like if you think about the lyrics, it's such a perfect song to finish off the concert with. And I really enjoyed, as a finisher, it was a really, you know, like the period to the end of like such an amazing concert. I really enjoyed it. I felt like it was almost the end because they kind of baited us. I, I'm looking at it now and they are showing like their messages, 
like each member had a message and it was like i miss wheeze ones and i love y'all and all that good stuff so so they kind of i thought it was like the end and then they go into uh a making of so they were like shooting it was like the poster shoots and things like that you get to see i guess the girls goofing off and whatnot they were shooting for i guess that little ticket that little poster and whatnot uh they had the girls like in the theater seats and everything yeah i love that and then there's the rehearsal with the band so you see the girls all masked up and everything talking and performing with the live band that was really hey i'm looking flawless without makeup (laughs) (laughs) everybody without makeup there so um, i'm still looking for skin issues at this point in time oh wow (laughs) it takes it takes you only noticed it in that one stage and then you have the choreography so you get to see their the new dance practice area i'm not too familiar where this is but uh you get to see the girls practicing uh some of them wearing masks i guess so that's cool and then we are brought back in front of their disney castle uh wearing their you know the t-shirts and the blue jean shorts and skirts and whatnot and they're ready to do the encore so uh we got dear my friends with one afterwards but but yeah they played dear my friends and i hadn't heard that song in forever so i was like wow this is great this was like a great button to like the end of their first concert i believe like when they debuted so i was like wow this is great i thought it was a great flashback for me i see that the band members are on there i don't remember if the band if there was anything influential on that one uh i'd have to replay it and listen to it again but any thoughts on dear my friends I don't really have much to say about the song itself. I, I just have a lot to say about the encore. Well, this was the first song of the encore, I guess you could say. But th- here yeah. again, they, they baited us why, by putting up all their signatures and everything. And then Weeze One in the center. And then With with One, Weeze One, With One. That's so hard for me to just like parse out. But it is With One. And they go, With one, yeah. yeah, and they go right into it. So this was, this was, this got you in the feels, man. I, this was great. I, I hadn't heard uh, With One live. Uh, so it was really interesting. I was like, wow, they started off, everything's all black. And I'm like, okay, this is not going to be as spectacular as I thought it was. And then they were doing a lot of those zooming out shots again. I was like, what's going on here? I, I don't see anything. And then, they light up the the whole arena and i was like wow this is great i was like man that's that's me right there with my glow stick it felt like so i was impressed it was so simple it was just so simple it it just like you were saying ping uh they didn't have to go like you know show the cg budget or anything they just made things simple lights in the stage and an imaginary arena a virtual arena I, i i liked it a lot i was like very impressed what did you think ping yeah so overall the encore itself like i said um they went in a totally different direction than i i guess most people might expect usually encores are more fun you say goodbye there's confetti coming down you know things of that nature eyes one decided to go the sentimental route and they started with dear my friends which Obviously, it's already an emotional song with the lyrics, but then they continue on. I mean, at that point, I already knew that With One was going to be the last song because, like I had mentioned earlier, I was waiting for it at the ballad stage. I was waiting for it as the last song, and then it wasn't 
the encore song. So I figured there must be another encore song, and it was with one. I, I'm surprised you didn't have seen. You haven't seen it live. They actually performed it live. Um, they performed it live at K Con K Contact. They performed it live a couple of times during their initial promotional period, and then they performed it again here with one. For me, it's such an emotional song because you know, as a you know, as a as a Wiz one, right? As a fan of the group, somebody who has been following them since the Produce Forty Eight days to see their journey and to see them growing up in this way, especially like Chewan. Chewan has grown up so much since Produce 48. And of course, all the girls have, but you know, like Chewan is kind of like the standout for me as far as like how much she's grown since those days, since the debut. And the fact that uh, Unbi was the one that wrote the song, the lyrics, the lyrics itself are like, it's a fan song. It's directed to the fans. And it's such an emotional song. It's such a touching song, lyrically, musically. I always actually, like every single time I've watched this performance, I've actually teared up every single time from their promotional stages to K contact. And even last week, I knew that it was going to be an amazing performance. And as you mentioned earlier, like when they did the light up where they where they did like the enveloping stage effects and they, it was so perfect. They, they made it like a actual, like a dome concert or something like that, where the entire arena was filled with uh, fans with their glow sticks or their light sticks. And it's funny because like, my wallpaper, I have a multi-monitor setup, and I was watching it on monitor one. My monitor two is actually a photo of their first concert's encore, where all the fans are have their light sticks and the girls are on stage and waving to their fans and stuff like that. For me, I was like, wow, I have... I have the second concert with, you know, animations. It's a, what is it? Uh, computer graphically included light sticks or like the fans and stuff like that. And on, on my other monitor, I have the actual concert from the, the actual picture from the first concert as my wallpaper. So I was just like really touched by the, the thought, the thoughtfulness that went into putting together this encore stage, because as you know, many people might know there's been a lot of there's been a lot of hardships and difficulties with this group you know starting with last year is about about 10 months ago yeah. with the mnet scandal regarding the vote manipulation and then that delayed their comeback about three months so eyes one is contracted to be a group to last for only two and a half years and we lo we lost three months at that time. And at this point, there's only about seven months, seven or eight months left, which is, if you think about it, it's still, uh, still quite a bit of time, but we're already in the back half of this contract. So it was a really emotional experience seeing this encore stage, you know, especially with the route that they took. Like I said, they went with the more sentimental route with these two songs. So totally enjoyable. Like I said, I really love With One, that song in general. Uh, and I was really happy that they sang it as like the final, the final song for this amazing concert experience. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Greg, what about you? Uh, so, just looking back at the Japanese song and then the with one that followed. Uh, yeah, I think the the theme of you know, reaching back to the fans and expressing their love for the fans was pretty pretty evident after looking back. So I, I think that was probably the best way to end the concert rather than having an upbeat, 
happy type of ending that everyone else normally does. I think it's like a big thank you to all the fans who supported them during, you know, their their rough period. Definitely, definitely an emotional type of ending. I really like the graphics. I'm not sure if the section with, with one was pre-taped or not. It kind of looked like it. Either way, it was a really good use of the effects. There was none of that ridiculous zooming in and zooming out, thank God. I was left pretty happy at the end. Oh yeah. When they when they pulled out the with Wheeze One, I was like, fuck, man, they got me. It's been a long time. What I was feeling at the time, I was like, man, you know, COVID fucked everything, you know? That's the scary thing, right? Like, as a fan, we might never see them in person again. Yeah, like well, we... I mean, we, 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 we I, after you know, I'm sure it could happen. But as a group, as as Eyes One, there's a potential that we might never see them perform again. Like their in, last in, in, in concert. person concert for us is probably KCON 2019, K-Con, yeah. and for that to be taken away and they have no control over it, that's what's on a lot of people's minds, not just you know Wee's ones, but you know people that are fans of any music group out there it's just like man this is going to suck (laughs) this is already sucking and this is great we get to see them and then it was like oh man they really do (laughs) miss us they do miss being with a live group and live fans and i see that in evidence and other groups uh like this is a little off topic but from us nine had a had like a uh, choreography video where their staff uh did the live cheers and they just started bawling because it was the first time that they had heard you know anybody cheering for them in a long time and even active groups right now they're they're not getting any of that feedback and it sucks i it would suck to be in their shoes i can only imagine what it's like to not get that feedback they now we have just text feedback i'm like man text feedback is great for v lives and things like that but not for a concert man you gotta scream your heart out and scream your lungs out and dance the night away and it's tough it's tough they don't get to see that but then they tell you they tell you we we're right there with you so hang in there we're like damn it who's 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 cutting up onions in, in this place? Who's cutting up onions in, in my concert? Sorry. When you said dance the night away, it was just immediately twice. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, like, you know, same thing, even as a Korean fan, when you're in Korea right now, like the last time you saw them was the fan meeting after Fiesta. So it's been seven months seven months since a korean fan has seen eyes one as a group um somewhere uh in person unless so, you went to that uh that drive-in theater that they had that was pretty cool okay right yeah for <laughs> i think no i think i went to season three was recorded yeah i guess that was recorded i think in like may or no uh april maybe yeah so yeah if you were one of the lucky like hundred fans that were able to go to the drive-in yeah. theater that you didn't even know eyes one was gonna be there then then yeah you other than those those lucky bastards you know most people haven't seen you know so that was the end of the concert there so greg was it worth the 30 dollars that you uh it was 30 american dollars right yeah it came up to about 35 canadian so not not too bad the exchange rate was pretty awesome at the time <laughs> was it worth it oh it's uh Anytime you get to see any act that you enjoy, whether in person or online, it's always worth it. I I was pretty satisfied that I got good value out of the 30 bucks. I know we were saying in our in our discord afterwards, like, oh, man, best 
online concert of the year and da da da. da. I was like, I agree, I agree. Uh, Ping, what about you? Was it worth the money that you, the value? Was it there? No, it was a terrible concert. I would never pay for that again. <laughs> I, I'm just joking. Like, you know, intrinsically, there is a question as to online concerts. Is it worth in general? Like, is it worth for an online concert at all? In essence, you're kind of just paying for a prolonged, like, musical performance, like, that you could watch on YouTube, right? Like, if you just went on YouTube and watched all of their performances for these songs, you know, at least the ones that have performances, you can basically do the same thing, right? <laughs> in, in, in some in some way, you know, like some some people might have that kind of thought process when it comes to um, online concerts because you don't get, it's not the same experience. It's 100% not the same experience. But is it worth $30? If you look at the investment that was put into this concert from the production standpoint, from the, you know, the hiring the live band, uh, from the girls' perspective, the amount of man hours that went into putting on this show, I can't even imagine like a number that is the actual sum of how many hours have put, been put in to make this concert possible. So is it worth $30? I think it's probably worth more than $30. But I think $30 is kind of like the going rate for an online concert. I think people understand that, yeah, it's not an in-person thing. There's not a lot of value there, but they need to make it appealing for the consumer. You know, if it's like $50, a lot of people might be put off by that. $30 is kind of that sweet spot where it's like, uh, it's kind of expensive, but not really that expensive. And it's like just enough that people would buy it. So do I think $30? $30 is worth it for this concert. I think it's worth more than $30, basically. That's a nice way of putting it. I felt you've got a lot more value than what it was originally stated. The only thing that probably could have added a little bit more value if there was a video on demand afterwards. I know that's still that's still a buying decision to some people that are looking to watch a concert, watch it at a more convenient time cuz like for us obviously we're here in the States and we had to wake up at four in the morning, three in the morning, and then I guess two in, in Canada over there where Greg's at. So it wasn't like the most convenient thing for us. So, but, you know, since we're such fans, of course, we got up and watched it. So I felt like that could have been one improvement that they could have had a video on demand for their, I guess, for their concert. Uh, Greg, did you see any other improvements that could have been done throughout the concert? Uh, other than what we've discussed with like the camera work, I would think that there isn't much to really improve on. Like if if I look at it this as if it was like me in person watching them on stage, I would say it's just about perfect except for the stupid game show. Yeah, there's there's nothing else to really improve on. I think based on the concerts I've watched so far, this is probably the best one uh, experience-wise, set-list-wise, even with the MCs, except for the stupid game show. <laughs> I felt like if they could have improved another thing, like they could have had more pre-taped segments and used that to their advantage, but, you know, they wanted it to be quote-unquote like People don't like pre-taped stuff. I don't like pre-taped stuff. Yeah, but you you have the advantage now of it being an online concert and not being actually there where you can have a few smoke and mirrors to to do that type of thing so but anyways uh what about you paying is there any other improvements they could have they could have done any in your eyes yeah so just quickly back to that like i'm of the camp that an online concert should basically be a concert experience as if you were there just being streamed but 
that's neither here nor there. That's neither here nor there, I guess. As far as the VOD goes, I can understand why VODs can't be provided for a concert like this. It's because of licensing issues as far as the cover stages go. I mean, I guess they could just cut it out. I imagine what they will do is pay the licensing fees and include it in the Blu-ray. As far as improvements go, I believe we discussed everything. You know, Greg uh, mentioned it earlier. The camera work in the beginning of the concert was just horrendous. I just please make it stop. The the game show segment or the, the board game segment, you know, the writers, I mean, come on. Uh, they got to have a little bit more foresight than that. Like, just have easy questions. Make it, like, fluff questions. It doesn't even matter. Like, when is Yena's birthday? What day did Eyes 1 debut? Uh, where was Eyes 1's uh, first performance? You know, I th- actually think they had that question. But, um, you know, like, simple, easy questions like that that the girls actually know the answer to, not ridiculous, dumb questions like what they had on um, on this concert. And the last thing, I, we discussed it earlier as well, is like filling out the band a little bit more. I feel like if they had a, uh, maybe one or two more instruments, it would have been a lot better or at least change the arrangement up a little bit, uh, make it a little bit more prominent that there is a live band. Uh, besides that, I mean, like Greg said, it's, as far as experience goes, the set list, everything about the concert, it's the best concert that I've seen this year so far, online concert. All right, all right. So they did announce that they're having one uh, their Japanese comeback, uh, and then two that they're releasing a Blu-ray of this concert. Uh, Greg, will you be purchasing the Blu-ray? Absolutely, and I will be getting it directly from the source. <laughs> like uh, to get my uh, Blu-ray sometime this year. Uh, so, <laughs> Greg, for those that uh, are unaware, you had ordered some Blue Eyes way back in like March, I think. Yeah, you... b- back when, back in March. Yeah autographed blooms uh, cds and then now you just got the shipment uh, uh, notification i guess or what was it yeah so i i got uh it, it's not the fault of the person i'm buying from of course the bullshit or the covid as some people like to call it uh caused a lot of delays but i finally got a notification that the cds will ship and i also bought a few more just because there are a few extras that people didn't claim so I, I got a oh, few is it a Geo? Yeah, it's a um, order. Yeah, it's a Wave order. Yeah, it's a yeah. order. Yeah, I'm familiar with it. Yeah, it's so... just M Wave is notoriously slow. Like you, if an album comes out, you won't even at a normal pace. You won't get it until about a month and a half to two months after the album is already released. You know, because they have the albums are not signed until after the promotions are over, or du- they're signed during the promotions, and then including with the COVID stuff. You know, like shipping wasn't an option unless you did like DHL or something. So yeah, it's just a whole mess with the uh, the COVID situation. Yeah, so I'm not putting any blame on anyone. It's, it's freaking COVID's fault for, for delaying the discs, but uh, I definitely will be uh, hoping that I can get it, the Blu-ray for this concert uh, directly from a store that will ship right away Yeah. to Canada. <laughs> There's a lot of those, so... Thank you, Eve Pink. You've got some pre-orders of me from me coming up. So, uh, Ping, what about you? Are you going to get the Blu-ray? Uh, that's most definite. Um, the question is, am I going to get the Blu-ray, the Kino, and the DVD, or am I going to get that's... just the Blu-ray? So, so they they announced their first Soul concert is going through that three bundles or the three different options, right? So, I can only imagine that they're going to have a three option for this concert so man that pisses me off i don't know why i don't i've 
done their different albums and stuff. I don't know why this makes me more upset that they're doing like their first concert where it's a DVD, a Blu-ray. It's 100% solid. And I know they have different stuff in it, but now it's like $60 or $50 and there's another $50. Wait, so they're doing a DVD and a Blu-ray of the contents on the DVD? So they announced uh, the other the other day that they're gonna do their first the their eyes on me concert right so it's the first concert and there's a blu-ray version there's a dvd version and there's a, a i think a kit version right so each version has a different photo book and different uh, photo cards and everything so they're taking that and they're doing it towards the concert now so uh, if I'm looking at it right now, I'm seeing that the Blu-ray version for pre-order is $60, then the DVD version is $50. I'm like, fuck, I can do that with their normal stuff, but I don't know if I want to order all three versions of their concert. Is there a discounted bundle with all three? No, there isn't. Oh, shit. That so sucks. I've been waiting for this concert to come out on Blu-ray since it was released in theaters in June. I thought it would come out like last month or this month but it's not coming out until like the end of october or something yeah the thing about so i don't mind them having a kit version a dvd version a blu-ray version i don't mind them having different packaged in contents but i think it's really greedy when you start putting in gotcha into your 60 dollar blu-ray and your 50 dollar dvd like, why do you have a 1 of 12 photo card in a $60 Blu-ray? That means you have to buy at least 12 Blu-rays to be able to get every single member's cards for those collectors out there. How ridiculous is that? So if you were if you were to buy if you were to buy the so it's about $45 plus shipping. If you were to buy the Blu-ray 12 times. So let's that's 60. Uh, it, it it's it's bad to do math while you're on the air, but whatever that is, number is, it's a, it's a it's a big number. Seven hundred and twenty dollars. And then factor in factor in the DVD fifty times twelve, 50 which is another twelve photo cards, one of twelve gotcha random that you'll get. Six hundred dollars. And then let's say for the extremely hardcore, the ex, you know the the Eyes One fan that needs it all, the one that needs every single piece of Eyes One memorabilia, the Eyes One kit out, the Eyes One kit concert video of Eyes on Me comes with a projection photo, a key ring. It's 12. a projection key ring. I'm like a projection fuck. key ring. One of 12. So the Kino album also is like $40. On, on so, my website, it's 53. So 53 times 12 is 636. So 636 plus 600. <laughs> so for the Eyes One fan that needs everything, you're spending over $2,000 just on one concert. And then maybe you can sell the individual stuff you know to fans and then yeah you're gonna be work you're gonna put in all that work to make some of that money back and then you got you have to trade because you're probably not gonna get 12 individuals you're probably gonna get some dupes you'd have to trade uh so the amount of work that you have to put into to collect as an eyes one fan it's just really greedy in my opinion and uh, that's why i i I still haven't pre-ordered it because i'm not sure what i want to do i know i want to get the blu-ray but i don't know if i want to get the dvd I, I want to get the kit, but I don't know if I want to get the kit. It's just a, it's just so, a difficult time right um, now. For for two thousand dollars, wouldn't it just be better just to fly to South Korea and just buy the shit over there? <laughs> no, it's the same. 
but it's, it's gonna be, it's still it's still gonna be expensive and i mean if you could see them if if there was no COVID at this time and you could actually see them perform then yeah that'd be a better investment but yeah that's what i like about i guess buying physical stuff is the randomness of it but i'm not like a hardcore collector I'm, i i live with what i get and i'm like oh i got i got yena and yujin for the 50th time okay cool i i guess i'm okay with that and then but when it comes to like the actual concert like am i gonna really watch the dvd version just chuck that out and the kit versions are a gimmick and i'm like i i I don't, I'm not going to watch it on my phone or whatnot. Now give me my 4K high definition Blu-ray and I'm, I'm good. And then they have to do that little keychain thing. I'm like, whoa, the keychain, what is this? I kind of want to see what this keychain is, but I don't know if I want to drop 50 bucks just to get a keychain and then watch it not turn out to be Unbi, like the one I really want. And I'm like, oh man. It's just, um, you press a button, a light comes out. And if you shine it onto a wall, it's a picture. I, I know that, that sounds so cool to me <laughs> in some way it is cool it is cool but, if you get your favorite member yeah i know right or if you're if you buy 12 of them N no sir i'm retired yeah with alan's luck he'll get 12 one young <laughs> oh, i'm i'm still retired I like so i i won't uh i won't be like partaking like crazy on this one but no comment from alan <laughs> really Are we, I, I thought i thought i dropped <laughs> i was like oh shit did my computer freeze but yeah, if they if they release the concert, I would love the Blu-ray version. I would probably jump at that one, but we probably won't see that for a while, I guess. So um, maybe five or six months. I've always bought like Blu-rays from yeah from CD Japan, and I I bought like AKB Blu-rays at hundreds and two hundreds of dollars. So uh, I'm just wondering oh, wow. what region is like region two, region three. I don't oh. believe Blu-ray has a region, right? It, it does. I don't think so. Yeah, they don't. It's DVDs that have regions. Blu-ray, I think, got rid of all that shit before. So okay, because I do remember back in the past when Blu-ray came out, it was still like DVD where it had uh, regioning, region locking. So oh. I'm, ho I'm hoping that I haven't bought a Blu-ray in a long time because I've gone all digital. So um, I didn't even think about that. But yeah, I don't think there's any region. No, because okay. they they don't even say any region or anything and. At the store that I'm in, I'm looking in. So, I think that's a, okay. a thing of the past. So, thank God. But I remember buying AKB concert Blu-rays and not having to worry about that stuff. So, oh, now that I think about it, I wonder what the DVD. <laughs> I wonder if the DVD has any region locked. The DVD it, so. should be region locked for sure. But well, then that that makes the value of the DVD even more worthless to me if I can't. If I can't, you don't buy the DVD for the DVD. You buy the DVD for the photo book. It's the, the other main. Stuff. It's the main thing. It's the main part of it. That's not the mindset of a K-pop fan. No, though. you're supposed to buy it for the extra. You don't care oh. about the main. Yeah, because you can just download the other stuff. Yeah, like oh, you could. Great. Why buy the Blu-ray when you can? You just want the photo books and the photo cards and the keychain and whatever I need, else. I need physical media because it's a dying medium and. I need to watch my stuff when my internet goes out. Oh God, Alan, you would, <laughs> you would love Japan so much. <laughs> totally love Japan a lot. Everything well, is still physical media there. Well, when when you have hurricane warnings and your internet goes down when there's a light piece of rain, having physical media <laughs> does help. So, um, but yeah, Blu-ray. 
I'm I'm down for a Blu-ray, just not Blu-ray, DVD, and kit at this time. So, what All if right. you win the Powerball? Would you not give a shit? I would have other things to buy instead of <laughs> instead of Korean and Korean Idol Blu-rays at that point, Lamborghini or something. Okay, so you're not gonna blow your power idol whatsoever. I barely, I barely do that now. So <laughs> I have to literally, I have to literally like parse out like the savings and stuff that I have. In fact, like I know Ping was telling me, "Hey, Everglow's new album's gonna go on sale. Get the, you know, it's up for pre-order." I'm like, "Fuck, I can't do any of their stuff at the moment." So, and I knew because I had to save money for ps5 and i'm like fuck i can't i just bought promise nine stuff so nah i'm gonna hold off gonna be a little bit smarter i can't just show up to a k-pop store and i'm like oh here's like five things i don't have let me buy all of them so blu-ray it is okay so let's uh let's kind of wrap things up here let's do uh closing comments greg let's start with you man any uh, closing thoughts about Eyes One and anything Eyes One related? As for the concert, I was really pleased with the final result. Um, I, Again, some of the issues we discussed, camera work, cheesy CG sometimes. But uh, it's better than getting absolutely nothing out of them for <laughs> another couple of months. So I would love to see them in person before they go to idol heaven. Who knows? I was really hoping to see them in Japan if they ever did a dome show, <laughs> but that, I don't think that's going to be likely. So I'll take what I can get from Eyes One right now. Uh, it doesn't really matter if it's online or in person. I'm just happy that they actually did something for the fans uh, rather than just like sit back and relax, <laughs> I guess. And, and coast. And coast. Uh, Ping, what about you? Um, yeah, I mean, this has been an unbelievable year as an Eyes One fan. Uh, I expect them to release another Korean mini album or something, uh, another Korean mini album or a single before the end of the year after their Japanese promotions. Uh, the reason being is why not make a lot of money? They are going to be the number one selling uh, K-pop girl group in album sales this year. They're probably going to top 1 million at this point. Um, I think they might already be over 1 million if you include all the albums from, if you can include Color Eyes and Blue Eyes. Uh, sorry, Color Eyes and, um, what was the second one? Oh, Hearts. Shit. Hard, Hard Eyes. Hard Eyes. Hard Eyes. I was trying to look at my shelf to see if I could see it from here. Yeah, so if you include those sales, I think they're like around 900,000. They might already be over a million album sales for this year. So, like, their fans have really shown Eyes One the love that's, um, that they probably needed after, you know, that issue last year. Just overall, you know, really great concert. Looking forward to their Japanese songs. I'm not really a fan of their Japanese song, but their upcoming their upcoming single looks like it could be good, maybe. Uh, so we'll look forward to that. But otherwise, you know, thank you for having me. I really appreciate you inviting me onto the show, and I hope I could have provided some insight uh, from a longtime K-pop listener. You know, every anytime you want to have uh, some k-pop knowledge on the show feel free to invite me again no problem sir beware beware is the the new single and the new japanese single and it already sounds better than vampire and buenos aires so i'm excited buenos aires i'm excited yeah. so 
great, Eismon. You just pulled me back in right when I thought I couldn't escape you. I'm right back in. I'm watching V-Lives again, and it's it's good to be following the group again um, after such a, a little hiatus. I enjoyed the concert very, very much. Thank you for putting it on, and uh, thanks for the... Thanks for uh, showing us a great, great concert throughout the night, uh, morning for most of us, and everybody loved it from what I've been reading, and it was nothing but net positive all the way around, so I'm also in that camp of, like, I enjoyed everything that I saw. Yeah, it wasn't, like, the perfect concert, but I'm not looking for perfect when it comes to eyes and one, so... I'm glad I was able to experience it, especially at 3 in the morning with my, my headphones and my AirPods in, dancing around at 3 in the morning. I was like, yay, this is a great reason to be up this early. So, uh, awesome, awesome. So, I appreciate everything that they've done so far. We only have a couple months left. We's one, so let's, uh, let's keep this going. Let's, uh, let's have some more fun before, before we know what uh, we can't talk about. So... <laughs> All right, so gentlemen, thank you very much for coming on the show again. We do appreciate your uh, knowledge and everything with us and your opinions, of course. So say goodnight, gentlemen. Adios. Bye-bye. See ya.